Yo, what's good, y'all? Welcome to this week's episode of Talks with Taboo. Welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. Hope you're all having a great week, and I appreciate y'all being here, man. Really do, because we have one of my absolute favorite people on the entire planet on the show this week for an amazing conversation. Before I introduce this week's guest, I just wanted to give a big thanks to Illegal Pete's for sponsoring this week's episode of the podcast. Kick-ass burritos with endless toppings and the freshest ingredients. Go download VIP's app to order your favorite Pete's product straight from your phone. Start packing up on store credit every time you order to get in on exclusive deals. And then while you're ordering food, use promo code TABOO while ordering through the app or in-store to get 15% off your entire order. That's promo code TABOO, T-V-B-O-O, for 15% off. Go eat Illegal Pete's, man. It's fucking delicious. I had it again this week. It is good as hell. And I want to thank them once again for sponsoring this week's episode of the podcast, a restaurant and product that I'm into. So thank y'all. And uh, also, before I introduce this week's guest, I just got to say, my full-length album, Blue Collar Bass, will be out this Friday on Macon, man. 15-track album, and holy hell, man, it's finally here. So much work went to this album, and I can say, without a doubt, it is the best body of work I've ever done. Got to work with some of my favorite artists on this app, on the planet, and I'm so proud of the way it came out, um, and I'm excited for it to finally be out, and I hope y'all go check it out this Friday. Boy, I'm excited, nervous, you know. The comedy album wasn't really like a nervous thing. It was kind of just like, eh, we're putting it out. We'll see what happens, but I have a lot of expectations for this one, and uh, the standards are high, and I promise y'all that I did everything in my power to meet them. Also, before I introduce this week's guest, I'm on tour. The Blue Collar Bass Tour thing continues. This week, I will be in Des Moines, uh, Minneapolis and Milwaukee and man, all these shows are selling out. You know, I've had five sellouts in a row. Um, if you're trying to go to the shows this weekend, get your tickets now because they are going to sell out. And also if you're trying to get some merch, exclusive blue collar base tour merch, I recommend getting there early because I've, you know, I've been trying to pack enough merch for the whole weekend and just been selling out within like an hour or two of doors. I'm still learning how to do this, dude. I've never had to travel with, a lot of merch, and, you know, some of y'all been upset about me not having it in your city. I'm sorry, dude. I'm learning. I'm trying to figure out the best way possible, have a better plan for this weekend. We'll see if it works, but go check it out. But my guest this week is, like I said, one of my favorite people on the planet, dude. I've known this guy for a long time. He's actually my roommate, and, uh, you know, he's just starting his headline tour, so I thought it'd be a great idea to have him back on the podcast and talk about it, and we barely talked about it. You know, these episodes where I have my friends on where we just bullshit and have a good time, Honestly, my favorite episodes, man. And I hope y'all like it too. Lady Singe. Actually, before I introduce him, I just want to say his headline tour is called the Space Odyssey Tour. Go fucking buy some tickets. Support my boy, dude. It's going to be a fun time. He's a great guy, plays great sets. I love him to death. But, ladies and gentlemen, Space Wizard. Mike. I'll look into your eyes in silence. Oh, dude, I'll fucking look into your eyes and just stare at you all night, dude. Like, you know, you could have your eyes closed and I just watch you sleep. Hey, man, it's happened. I've woken up and you've been in my room. (laughs) (laughs) 
it was like I was like, "Hey, good morning, man. Morning, buddy." Well, dude, y'all leave the room cracked, like your door well, yeah, cracked. Because it gets because my computer gets hot as fuck in there. It's like it's like a little tiny oven. Dude, get you a little water cooler for it. I I need to. I should have done that. I got me a a water cooler in mine. Damn, you're more advanced in the computers than me. I know, and I don't even know how. I don't. I got some nerd to make it for me. I don't even know how to do it. I, I had mine made online. I'm lazy as shit. I'm not gonna try and fucking make a computer for a week. But you know about making computers. I made one once, and that was it. Was like one of the worst weeks of my life. Mm. It was like it, <laughs> it just wouldn't work. And no, dude. Like you try and boot it, and every it's always wrong. Everything is broken, and it just continuously is just not. It's not fun. Well, and, who, who do you blame for that? China or Obama? Uh, honestly, Obama. Yeah. Just keeping with, you know, yeah. the tradition. Yeah, that's, that's the household <laughs> tradition here. Man, welcome back to the show, man. Hey, oh, cheers. Dude, I love how you... I mean, we man. drinking. Jeremy, we got Jeremy back there. How you doing, Jeremy? How you doing, buddy? Glad. I'm just happy to be here. Happy I, to be I, I'm, I'm like the doorman for Jeremy. Because you never <laughs> answer, and Dre's never here. Welcome so. in. If yeah, only we had valet in this bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, I live in the fucking basement. I don't hear people knocking on the door. Dude, I, I mean, all, I think... Do you? How much do you hear us walk? Cause, like, I hear y'all walk, but I can't hear y'all talk. And I can't hear y'all fuck. Like, I've, like... I've talked about this to you. Uh, yeah, you know? I know. I know you're waiting, but I'm like, have you ever seen that show Kyle X Y on ABC, bro? He's, no, he's got no, he's got no belly button, no penis. That's me. You still, I, do yeah. you still watch like network television? No, I, I. Well, the only thing that I watch on television is like Game of Thrones, like HBO stuff. Yeah, and but then, you can get that like on streaming services. Yeah, now. yeah, and like Adult Swim, I guess if that counts. But um, I don't really watch like much television. I watch anime. Yeah, but like you know, I don't know general network television. No, it's not like for me, dude. What like. Yeah, I was, uh, I forget which podcast I was listening to, but I was just talking about how, like, network television, they're just struck. Like, if it wasn't for sports. I mean, like, what, what, like, what do you have on there? Like, what is, what is the point? Like, do you want to watch? Two and a half men. I was about to say, do you want to watch Charlie Sheen reruns for, (laughs) or, like, do you want to watch Friends again? Like, everybody's seen Friends and George Lopez. Like, there's no point in, like, network television anymore. Nah, man, it's all about the stream, because I've got, like, so many of the streaming platforms. But that's what they want, too, because, like, they want you to just pay, like, a bunch of money, and then, like, oh, it's all divided up. But But then I'll have everything I want to watch. That is true. I don't, it's, it's on demand, too, which I like, like, I'm on airplanes a lot, so, like being able to be like, oh, I got a whole series that I have downloaded on my phone because it's on HBO is sick. Dude, yeah, I, yeah. I, it was like I was touring for like a whole year. I think I learned on the Eat My Sass tour that I could download movies off of Netflix. Onto your phone? Yeah. And it was the biggest game changer because I would just listen to tunes, but like I'm like, man, I wish I could watch this show. It was literally on the Eat My Sass tour. I was kind of in the same position. I would just listen to tunes and then um I don't know. I started to watch like anime and stuff, and that's all like downloadable. So once I started doing that, I was like, oh man, I could watch everything. And uh, I don't know. It's it's nice. That's when I watch things. I don't really watch things on like uh, at home or anything. I yeah. Work on music and play video games and smoke weed. True, dude. Like the only time I feel like I watch shows now is on airplanes the only thing i watch here is like football and sports oh, basketball I, I can hear you fucking watching football bro <laughs> <laughs> i can hear i can hear everybody watching football there was one morning where i woke up and here from you and dre just screaming i'm like bro who the fuck is playing at 11 a.m dude we had a party dude. We had a, with the whole, <laughs> it was, now there was like nine people down there yeah. bro. you guys had like chips and dip and i was like and you were already drinking and like you all had jerseys on and i was like fuck bro, bro we about that life no dude. you about that life we got a saints flag outside of our house man we do man because we don't fuck around dude i'm honestly surprised like because you're such a hockey guy but like you never came and like watched a hockey game like hey, the, we, we watched some of this we watched some of the cup together some but like you know i kept like, making up joke rules at you you did yeah 
you did. I'm like, is that real? You're like, no, because I'm learning hockey. Yeah, I'd be like, you know, there's the there's the there's the six man rule where if there's a six man on the ice, they all have to kiss. Yeah, you'd be like, what? Dude, how awesome of a rule would that be? That'd be your favorite. Rule. Just you'd the, start playing. You'd watch hockey every week for that. Just the one horny gay dude on the fucking team, and the coach is like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm trying to get some lip, boy. He's like, I, I'm here for one reason and one reason only. Dudes, yeah. Hey man, dude, hockey celebrations are like hugging. There's like a lot of hugging in hockey. I feel like the vast majority of like hockey celebrations are like everybody hugging, whereas football is all like, you know, the new slap ones. Slap ass. Yeah, they're all like slap ass. Hockey's like very like, you know, come together. Like let's all hang out vibes. And honestly, it's like the like the least like, there's like the least gay things going on in the sport, yeah, right? Like like football, like you're behind like this big sweaty guy and your hands yeah, in his gooch. Much. Yeah. And you know. There's all you're like slapping asses. No, I, I get why you like football. Yeah. <laughs> it makes sense. <laughs> and there's a lot of there's a lot of mullets in hockey too. There is. Well, you know the tradition, and this is real. I'm not kidding. So with uh, hockey, uh, so when you start the playoffs, you don't cut any of your hair until the Stanley Cup because it's considered bad luck. So at the end, everybody's all like hairy, and they have like long mullets and hair, and it looks fat like beards. Yeah, fat beards it looks crazy. Well, here's the thing, dude. If you're on the os and you ain't got like a fat ass beard. You don't look nearly as tough, you know, like a, like an untamed beard, like from like a like a professional athlete. You look at that guy and you're like, that guy looks like a fucking gladiator. Yeah, I don't want to fuck yeah, with him. Yeah, exactly. Anybody who's got like beard and tattoos, I'm immediately like terrified of. Mm-hmm. And like me, I have an '80s porn stash and tattoos. I really don't know what that signals, but like I'm not scared. Of you me. rock it. I would not be scared of me. Last night I was watching the uh, Chiefs and Raiders game. And you saw Derek Carr's mustache. You're like, my mustache looks better. I'm like, yes, but that's like a $150 million mustache. <laughs> yeah, his, his mustache is worth a lot more than mine. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't yeah. always had the mustache, though. No, I, 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 I shift in and out in between the, the 80s porn star and the cyberpunk extra, you know. I feel like you I feel like you kind of have to have it, though, like because it makes you look a little older. Yeah, because otherwise I look like a literal fucking child. Same with the beard with me. Like, if I don't have this beard, I look yeah, like... You look, uh, you look young. I've seen you without facial hair. You yeah. look young. I look like a youngin'. But, uh, yeah, man, fucking uh, thinking about... I'm going back to, like, watching shit on airplanes, dude. I was watching Cobra Kai. Did you ever watch that show? No, but I've seen bits of it, and, like, it looks interesting. The fighting looks cool. Dude, the fighting, so, like, they're, like, on the fifth season, and I've just watched the fifth season, and I don't know how I even watched it. Honestly, the only reason I watched it is because I had it downloaded because it has a good place in my heart from where it started. But the show has just gotten like super gay, like <laughs> like like it turned into like a soap opera with like fighting, which is cool. But like it like it turned into like it started all badass and was just like cool. Now the stories are in way too deep, and we're listening to like these teenagers talk about their feelings, and I'm like, what the fuck am I? I'm, it's just like Degrassi with fighting. Oh, dude, did you ever watch Degrassi? Yeah, dude, Degrassi was the shit, man. <laughs> I honestly, I watched so much Degrassi growing up because like, so I, there was this one. Most times I'd go to the my uh, cousin's like house in the summer, and it was like this beach house that had like no fucking like internet. We had like barely any cable, and one of the only things on was like this like weird like TV like Nick Kid show, and it was like Degrassi and just like game shows. But like there was so much Degrassi, yeah. I got invested. But Drake was in Degrassi. Uh-huh. He was in a wheelchair. He got pushed out of that wheelchair, and that's one of the funniest things I've ever seen on kids' television. <laughs> I know, dude. I think I, whenever I was around that age, I'd think like the uh, her name was like Manny or something like that, and like Ellie, bro. Like I used to have like the biggest crush on those gals, those Canadian gals. Oh man, you see, like for me, the I never really had any crush crushes on like like 
the real girls. I, I, anime I liked, girls? I liked all the animated ones, bro. Ooh, what was your like, first one? Like Totally Spies. Totally Spies? The three girls from Totally Spies. I was like, I don't know what it was, but it awoke something in me, and I was like, damn. Dude, I remember the uh, cankers from uh, Ed, Ed, oh, Eddie. Oh, bro, dude. Those bitches used to get me fucking hard, dude, bro. <laughs> the Them trailer park one. girls. <laughs> You know what I mean? That that is like that. that I bet you'd go through the red one, like, like the red haired one. That's I liked the blue haired girl. Same, yeah. That, that was the best one. She looked like the one that like ruined your life like the most. I know, dude. <laughs> you know, like you ever see like these girls like oh, I'm gonna ruin her. Like r- these dudes are like ruin my life. Like commenting on some girls' uh, pictures. I'm like they will. You, I mean, like they will. What, they like girls literally will. <laughs> they they, <legit laughs> they will. They, they, they can, man. Yeah, they have the power. They do. I mean, like, I don't know. Like, it just, it's like, or there's one way to not get ruined is to not be an asshole. True. That is one good way to not, if you don't do anything mean. True. Then no one's going to come after you. I think all you have to do is don't, like, don't be an asshole. Don't be an asshole. Uh, And don't fuck a child. I mean, yeah, that literally. Both. I know you, those things are really hard I, to do. Don't don't fuck people who don't want to be fucked, and don't <laughs> fuck children, and you'll be okay as a DJ. It's really not that hard. Like it, you know, like I've been doing it for years. You've been doing it for years. I mean, it's not, you know. Right. I just see them little dicks, and I just want to <laughs> yeah. touch them. <laughs> That's a great sound clip. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't get it, man. No, I, I've never understood that, and it feels like. Um, as someone who's never like <laughs> had that urge, like, I don't know. It's like, if you, if they aren't interested then like, what's the point? Yeah. What's like your age? Like, I mean, we're both taken men, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah you yeah. know, and your girlfriend's a lovely, lovely lady to love her. She's to older death. than me. She's an angel too. And she's older than me. Yeah, she I, is. I, I am. I'm the child. Yeah, you are. I'm How old are you? I'm, I'm 24. So what's like your age cap, like on like going on a date with a woman? Like let's just like. They got to be able to drink. There's like, true. yeah, like, like, what, like that's like anything under that. It's like, what's the point? Like, right. Like if I can't have a beer with you. Yeah. If it's like, like we yeah. ain't, we ain't mentally the we're same. We're not on the same level. If yeah. you haven't like been somewhere fucked up at 1.45 a.m. Like legally, like of course you've probably been to parties, but like, I don't know. It's kind of a different experience being out at a bar. Dude, with what, all your buddies. What weird shit would y'all get fucked up on when you were a child, dude, when you were younger? Oh, dude. I See, that was the thing, man. I experimented. I, yeah. I, I did everything. I, I would, like, drink, like, cough syrup and do, like, the robo-trips. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, like, go, like, there was one time we robo-tripped, and it was me and my, uh, my two friends, uh, who I will not name for their safety, but <laughs> <laughs> um, we were out, we were out um, and um, we were at my house, and we went and we bought it all, and it was, like, six bottles, and we'd, like... Drink cough syrup like idiots. Don't do this, but this is a bad idea. I mean, if you want to do it, do it. I mean, I guess you'll learn. <laughs> you know, if you want to, yeah, do it, what the heart desires, <laughs> unless it's a child. Fair, yes, yes. Um, but it was. Um, uh, we drank it, and so we immediately started to like. It got weird, and it just felt weird, and it felt very dirty. And my friend had like an allergic reaction; he started itching, and it was like in the middle of winter. He's like, "Man, I need I need Benadryl, and it'll like stop the allergic reaction. We got to go get Benadryl." So it's like snowing outside. We're all like on like it's just you know just so much cough syrup, and we're trying to like walk through the snow, <laughs> and we're like falling all over each Sounds other. Like fun. And it's like it's like two a.m. and like I'll never forget like we all were at a stoplight by the like the CVS where it was because we, we walked. And um, this cop drives by and literally looks at all of us, and we just kind of like just stared right past him, and he just kept driving, and we literally ran into the CVS <laughs> after that. But uh, I don't know that that was an experience that like I I feel like I don't need to have again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you do when you're young. I, exactly. Like it's like a lot of with like a lot of the like drugs I did like 
the first time I did like the air duster. Oh yeah, I got I'm, something right behind you. You want to do it? <laughs> every time I see you with it, I make that joke. Yeah, no, but no. Whenever I did that the first time, I was like, "This is a this is a bad idea." And like even even now, when I see like whippets and stuff, like it's like, oh, that's you know, that's uh, brain cells will never get back. <laughs> yeah, dude. I uh, I think I fried my brain a little bit, dude. I oh, dude, my brain's fucking gone. I. I Acid LSD, bro. I don't. I don't know if that, dude. I think it's fraud. So like, whenever I was younger, dude, we used to and get we, high on like Mucinex DM and like triple C's. Like we'd I did, we'd I, pop the C's. fuck out of them, dude. And we would just go out there and cause problems. Like that's just about all we'd do is just go out there and just be damn, uh, you know, menaces to society. Did you ever get arrested or anything? Nope. See, I never did either. I did some dumb shit. I've gotten arrested, but not for that. <laughs> okay, fair. Yeah, fair. fair. But I, I got arrested for something I didn't do. Oh, really? Yeah. Damn. Yeah, I got arrested in the eighth grade. I remember you telling me this yeah. story outside New Orleans. Yeah, for sexual battery, dude. And you didn't do anything. I didn't do anything, bro. Made it up. Yeah, well, I mean, like, she did blow me. Yeah. But, like, you know, there was... But it, it was, was consensual. Without, said, yeah. without a doubt. Like, you know, she stayed and had dinner with my family, and, like, we were friends, and we talked about it, and... It happened, and then her dad found out, and he's, like, crazy, and she's trying to get out of trouble, so she said I made her do it, and so it turned into this whole thing. Dude, I got arrested at school while they were changing classes, and then, uh, obviously, we won in court because we had, like, yeah, everything. Yeah, evidence and everything. Yeah, it was, like, one of the most... What's crazy is, like, that could have ruined my fucking life. It really could have. It really could have. You would have been a sex offender for something you didn't do. Yeah, and, well, uh, not a sex... I was, I was, it you know, yeah, I was young. Been, I guess it would have been. But, like, you I could... had sexual assault on your record. No, I was young. It could have got... That would have... You know, no, when you're 18. Yeah, 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 but, yeah, like, yeah. W- what could have happened is just, like, my reputation or, like, you know, say something like that happens and then, like, you know, how people perceive me... Uh, changes and then I just go into a wrong crowd or I don't trust some people or like you know any anything it could have really just sent me like on like the worst trajectory for like literally not doing anything wrong yeah and it was uh that was the only time I was arrested and dude I didn't know why I was getting arrested bro Oh man, that yeah. was was a crazy. That like, had to be terrifying. It was crazy. Like they, because did you know there was anything going on at all? No. So this is so I was in class and I texted my brother and my stepdad to come check me out because I was like sick of the day I wouldn't do nothing and they never did. But like you know, it was always worth the shot. And both of them said no. And then like about twenty minutes later, we need. Mitch Draper's the front office for dismissal. I'm like, oh, fuck yeah. (laughs) My brother woke up and came and got me or something like that. So I'm like talking shit at the teacher, like, have fun teaching, have fun fun learning, you (laughs) pussies, like little things like that. And then I, uh, and then I get up to the office and then my, my folks aren't there, you know, my brother ain't there. And I'm just like, oh, fuck. What is this? And then a cop walks out. He's like, walk with me. And I had been selling weed to, like, my buddies because, like, I knew where to get it. Mm-hmm. But, like, I wasn't, like, a drug dealer. I was just selling it to my friends. And then, like, so he takes me out. I think I'm getting arrested for selling weed to my buddies. And he puts my puts me in handcuffs. He's like, you're being arrested today for sexual battery. And I said, okay, wait, what? <laughs> like, I literally, it to, to, like, to it's a, a You had to register it. Yeah. I know. Well, like, I didn't know what they were talking about because in juvie, they take you to court that day. And like, mm-hmm. and then they decide to let you go and they make a later court date. And like, I literally had no idea why I was in there until the judge told me what was happening. And I was like, are you, fu- what? I was like, are you kidding me? That, I, that honestly, that had to be one of the scariest things that like had to have ever happened to you. I'd be terrified. Yeah. I'd be honestly terrified. Dude, I almost got in a fight like the first like uh, 10 minutes I was in there. Really? Yeah. 
this guy was like talking shit and like uh, what was he talking shit about? He was like, how do, uh, you, how do you actually a- anger you? Well, he was like, do you like? He walks up to my cell and he's like, do you like biscuits? Because they're all out, like they were playing cards or some shit. Yeah. And I just got in there, so they had me in my cell because I was just about to go to court. Yeah. And they're like, uh, this guy was like, do you like biscuits? I'm like, yeah. And he's like, well, we have biscuits in the morning. I'm gonna eat y'all biscuit. And I said something to him that I couldn't shouldn't say on this podcast, but like I did, and then it like it turned into a thing. He's like at my at my cell, and I'm like, "What's up, bitch?" Like, and then they came and got me, and then I never stepped foot back in there because it's like it was yeah, it wasn't anything yeah, it was yeah, well. Also, yeah. like later, like the judge was like, "This sounds like a bunch of he said she said bullshit." Let's set a later date for this, and uh-huh. then we did, and then it didn't go their way because it was complete one hundred percent utter bullshit. I, I got. This it, it reminds me of like when I got I got pulled out of class for like I so I uh, let me start from the beginning. I'll tell the story. So I um it was uh it was junior year and um I was uh I was fat. I was I was, I was a big kid and uh, so I was I was I had like this friend that was a girl and she was like hey we all want to go smoke weed at lunch. And I was like, oh, bro, all these girls want to go smoke weed at lunch with me? Hell yeah. Sick. And I didn't know, I didn't know any of them except for one of them. So um, turns out two of them were freshmen and they were skipping class. So we went and we all, we smoked weed during my lunch period. It was cool, it was chill, it was fine. And then we go back. And during the next period, um, a teacher comes in and is like, hey, Mike, come with me. And I was like, I was like, okay. And I was like, I started walking. He's like, get your things. And everybody goes, ooh. Like, people legitimately went, ooh. That was the best in the class when someone <laughs> got going for something. Yeah, dude, I was like, oh, fuck. So, like, I, I like, immediately, like, grabbed my things. And I'm all like, hey, what, what's going on? And he's, he's all like, why don't you tell me? And I was like, dude, I have no idea what the fuck is going on. And so we go into the office. And when I get in there, there's, like, the like school resource officer, like, the police officer, and then, like, two of, like, the, the attendants and stuff. And I was like, uh, I was like, okay, hello, hi. And they're like, you need to sit down. You're in major trouble. And I was like, excuse me. And they're like, you've been supplying drugs to underage people. And I was like, excuse me. I'm underage. And I was like, I'm underage. And they're, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, they were like, they're like, yeah, you've been supplying drugs to like, like younger people, and like that's like a very serious offense, and we can throw the book at you. So you need to come clean because we already know the whole story. And I was like, um, so. Uh, what do you mean? And they're like, all right, we're going to go search your car. Cause like I didn't come clean at first. And so they went and they searched my car and like, this was during the lunch period. So they're like searching my car and there's like a window from the cafeteria to the, like, like out to the parking lot where we parked. And so everybody uh, in the senior lunch period could see me getting my car searched. And there's like a picture of me. I wish I could find it, but there's a legitimate picture of me standing outside. Well, there's like the school resource <laughs> officer looking in my car. And um, then I, uh, I come back inside and they're like, all right, so we know that like this happened. Just tell us and we'll like just send you to the AEP. And I was like, okay, all right, yeah, we smoked weed at lunch. Like, I dude, know they you, had nothing. They had nothing. They had no, nothing, dude. They had nothing, but like, they were. They said we could either take, we could either send you to long term AEP if you don't say anything. What is AEP? So AEP is alternative placement school. In oh, Texas. alternative school. Gotcha. Yeah. So like, it's like where you go and you. So there's two types. The long term, where they're gonna send me, you have to wear like a suit and you go for like two months, and they don't like, 
They don't put you um, in classes with anybody. You sit by yourself in a room and work on stuff, and it's like hell. The short term, you sit in a classroom with a bunch of other delinquent students, and it's a fucking blast. So, <laughs> so I, I, I honest to God was like, yo, I, I'm just going to go to AAP for two weeks. Like, because they're like, they threaten, they're like, we could throw the book at you. Like, we, like, what does that mean? Throw the book at they you? They're like, they're like, they said they like, they basically threatened, they could say, we could send you to the long term AAP for two months, uh, basically just on suspicion, even without like, full proof or we could just send you to if you just admit to it and we don't have to go through like the process of like drug testing people and stuff and like getting security footage to see where people were and they were just like if you just admit to it and just say like you did it we'll just send you to it. i was just like why okay i was like fuck it yeah sure i did it what and if you were like yes we were smoking meth Yes, we did have an orgy in the locker room. Yes, we were like all, you just yes, admit, we were all high on cocaine. Yeah, you just you just started. Yes, the teacher fingered me. You know what I mean? Like you just started admitting to like shit that didn't even happen. Like uh, how how dude, if you could go back, would you do something like that? Just I, for the dude, fucking if I, if I could go back, I would deny the fuck out of it, and I would just be like, no, I didn't do shit. You, you have nothing on me. Pull the fucking evidence. I would have like, but I was a pussy. I was like, I don't want to go to jail. It's so, tr- it's true. Miss Summerall is pregnant, and it is my child. You know, I thought. I had a teacher name is Summer Hall. <laughs> I, ever, I did too, bro. I think everyone did, man. It's just one of those things, dude. AP, did you ever go to anything like, did you ever go to like ISS or anything like no, that? No, man, I was actually a good, a really good. You're a good student. Like, so I was, I was the class clown. Okay. But like the, t- like you I didn't w- push it. I did, but like I was actually funny, so the teachers liked it. Okay. Like I wasn't annoying. Like I, I would, I would see something, I would strike. Mm-hmm. So like I wasn't a good student, but like I was, a, I was, a, I wasn't getting in trouble. Like, like I said, I would, I would tell jokes but like it would make the teacher laugh yeah. so they were so they liked me you ever seen you ever seen fast times at Ridgemont high no it's like it's like an 80s high school movie there's a character named spicoli and all he's just like a stoner he shows up to class late he like sleeps in class he's like orders pizza to class that was me like i, 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 I like i like legit in seventh like in the period after um lunch or the or i guess it was like seventh yeah it was seventh period for me so they would always be like uh-oh here's mike's nap period like the teacher would just let me sleep it was english and that was the one subject i'm good at two subjects actually english and history everything well, else, you better be good at english it's your first language language hey know? man you know grammar's fucking hard dude ain't ain't a word and I ain't it is actually it. it is it ain't a word I it didn't is know that. it is in the dictionary jeremy can you look it up oh it's, man he, he's he, he, he goes to the he's he's, he's jeremy can you look jeremy it up? can you look i remember it was like shit i was in high school when it officially became a word yeah ain't is definitely it's a word. actually a word now yeah it, it was officially put in the dictionary when we were in high school but let's Damn. get let's get the exact date on this dude yeah. like you know ain't yeah, pull it out. Uh, ain't is like a, a word. Reckon is also. Reckon, y'all. Y'all. Is a word now, yeah, y'all. Y'all, dude, did they tell you that y'all ain't one? I I was told that y'all is not proper grammar. And I'm I'm from Texas. They were like, yeah. y'all is y'all is slang. And hmm, interesting. They also said ain't ain't a word. Ain't, I mean, we'd say ain't, we'd say y'all. Yeah, but hey, what, 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 hey, what, what rank is your state? In education, again? last <laughs> <laughs> or or first, if you want, if we're like first in, you know, uneducated, yeah, you, we're number you, one, if you, dude. If you sort by highest to lowest, yeah, yeah I mean, numbers, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're going on uneducated, we're number one, bitch. We win in that race, dude. Mississippi count too. for the win, man. So it looks like it was actually added in like eighteen nineteen. Holy shit! Yeah, yeah, so these teachers are fucking liars. Yeah, hundred percent. Capping. Damn. Is capping a word? Capin, probably urban not. That's, that's probably, yeah, that's yeah, in the urban, urban dictionary. dictionary. <laughs> <sighs> Damn. Damn, buddy. I, I feel like learnt should be a word. Learnt. I got learnt today. Yeah. I could see that. 
I feel like that, that should be a word. Jeremy, Jeremy knocking over his oh, damn Jeremy, are, Jeremy already it's fucked up booze, over man. there. It's man. the booze. one beer in. He's ready to fucking break <laughs> shit. Lightweight. Break shit. It's the altitude getting to me. Mitch, you ever take shots? I've never seen you take a shot. Yeah, you want to do a shot? I've been drinking. I'm already starting to feel this. Really? We're yeah. one drink in. I mean, well, I you know. are drinking fucking Tito's at 2 p.m. That's what I'm saying. On a, on a Tuesday. But it was a Moscow mule. Yeah. I, ha- I ate a breakfast, two breakfast burritos. And they were good, dude. Dude, Kaylee's amazing at making those. She is an angel, bro. Dude, I, the, the cooking here is, that's my favorite part. Yeah, it's, I love it, that, man. It's honestly, it's great because she's have, like, she's like, I bought all these meats. Uh, can you grill them? I'm like, hell yeah, I can grill them. I, I was just saying about the house in general, bro. Like, uh, we always have good food here. Yeah. Like, you cook. Kaylee cooks, Lindsay cooks, Dre will cook. I don't cook. You don't want to see me cook. Yeah, it's, I don't think you've cooked a thing. No, it's bad. It's it's embarrassing and it's scary. I'll well, I'll, I'll help with cooking. Like yeah. I, I like, but like I don't know. When I tried to like cook on the charcoal grill, I wanted to like throw it out and like fucking kick it over, bro. I couldn't even get it to heat up. You don't want to <laughs> see me attempt to like actually make food, bro. It's embarrassing. No, man, it's a cool house we have, dude. I, I love our house, man. For those who don't know, who haven't caught on to anything, we live together. Yeah, in the we all we only have one bedroom, so it's kind of like the the like brother situation, you know, yeah. where they all just sit together, yeah, and you know, or sleep together. I yes, guess, Kay- Kay- together. we make Kaylee sleep, uh, you know, out. Kaylee and Lindsay have to sleep together. Yeah, we mentioned that. Sleep That's together pretty hot. We should, we should make that happen <laughs> sometime. But uh, no, nah, it's a cool household, man. Like you know, we're all producers, minus Kaylee, obviously. But um, Kaylee produced. She used to. Produce. She's produced. Yeah. I knew that, but like. You know, we're always working on tunes, showing each other shit. It's uh, fun. Gone I on like the it. weekends. You know, you and I are both on tour right now. Indeed. So, you know, we're just gone. Yeah, Kaylee, when I got home on Sunday, I'm just like, it's football time. I'm watching football. We're cooking. I'm drinking. We're fucking, I'm loud. She's like, I've missed you here, Mitch. Like, oh, you, dude, it's, it's so it's quiet, quiet without, without me. without you. Because, like, <laughs> Dre's gone at work. And then uh, we had Nala, our dog, is coming tomorrow. But um, oh, I should also mention, um, this is the first time you're hearing this, too. My parents' dog is coming tomorrow. Oh, nice. So it's staying with us? Yeah, staying with us. Cool. So it's going to be two dogs running around. Good. I thought they were coming Thursday. No, they're coming tomorrow. Thank God. And then they'll, they'll be here tomorrow and Thursday. Yeah, but it's a cool household, man. And it's, I love it. And it's awesome. We were all on tour together, like, in, 2020, in the beginning of 2020. The yeah, no, tour. it was. We, we, that was. That was sad when it got canceled by COVID. I remember that last show we played together. And what song was it that we played at the end? Uh, so we we would always close with Freebird. Yeah. But because DMVU couldn't make it to that show, we, we closed there. with Here Without You yeah. by, <laughs> by Three Doors Down. And everyone's <laughs> drunk as shit. Oh, dude. Because everyone in the crowd knew. Dude, I'll never forget thinking that I was like, all right, well, you know, that's three weeks off, whatever, you know. For four, four weeks, it's not bad. That's, you know, whatever. And then a year and a half later. <laughs> yeah, I remember, sudden. like, we kept on pushing the show. We, re, like, rescheduled all the shows, like, a month later. Mm-hmm. And then, like, we tried rescheduling again. And then, like, we had a call, like, with my team. We're like, I don't think this is I, ending anytime soon, dude. I know. It was, it was, like, really, like, sobering to, like all of a sudden, like, not have shows. That was, like, a very strange... I'm sure it's, like, a, it's a talked-out topic, but having, like, that downtime was, like, honestly really beneficial for, like, me as an artist. I was able to make, like, a lot of music uh, mm-hmm. in that time that I wouldn't have, like, you know, made otherwise because I would have been touring with you. Yeah. Because I, I still, I'm still not comfortable with producing on the road. And when I am when I have, a, like, a heavy touring schedule, like, now and, like, the past year, like, my productions, like, it's not like they lack in quality, but they lack in number. I just don't produce as much. Quantity. Because, yeah, quantity. I just get, like, very, like, I don't know, burnt out of, like, dubstep. Not necessarily music, but like 
it's hard for me to like hear dubstep on the weekends and sometimes come home and make it because I'm just like, I want to listen to like ambient, like pretty music. And that's usually what I do. I listen to like rap and like just like ambient music outside of like EDM. Yeah, no, I get that, man. It's definitely, I think like I, I tried like producing on the balance tour a couple times. It's tough. I, I, I don't, I, I just, it's not for me. I think I need the, I just need like the ability to like flip around and like, cause when I produce, I like, I don't sit down and only produce. I'll like sit down, make music, watch YouTube, play video games, play video games. Like in the loading screens, I'll make like a drum like loop or something. I don't know. It's like very like sporadic for me, but like, it's just how I've always done it and it works. So I don't know. Yeah. You're a big gamer, man. Yeah. I, I play a lot of video games. I'm a massive nerd. It's, I stay inside. You do stay inside, <laughs> dude. I, I, I got I'm, you to come play basketball with me uh, dude, twice, and though. I, I almost died, died the first time. Second yeah. time, it was a little bit better. It was a little better. I mean, honestly, I just need to I need to work out more. I haven't worked out in a very, very long time. I invite you almost all the time. I know. I'm a lady. Invited you yesterday. Hey, I was I was working on I was working on some some cool stuff yesterday. Yeah, some, dude, some I get art, it. Some art for uh, some upcoming releases. Well, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Uh, you know, play some basketball probably around four today if you want to join. Oh. Fuck, I'm gonna be drunk after this. Really? <laughs> well, not drunk. It's but sobering, be, you know. I'll be, I'll be fucked up enough to, I'll throw <laughs> up on the court if you <laughs> be out there even. I got Jeremy to come play with me one day, dude. I am trash. First time, I think I lasted like fucking ten minutes. Bro, it's oh, like, that's longer bad. than I, me in bed, dude. <laughs> yeah, Fuck, dude, that, I'm doing good for myself. Basketball is like, see, like, I feel like basketball. And hockey are like some of the most like strenuous sports because it's like it's constant. It's constant movement. It's constant movement. Yeah, it's jumping, like lacrosse, and like all that's just like it's like constant movement. Football. Well, yeah, football, football. They're just. I mean, they're like they're stud athletes, but like the offensive linemen, they're like you need to weigh four hundred pounds. Yeah, no, you know they, what I mean. Like you need to weigh this it, weight. It, it's crazy because like they're like very fit. They're very like athletic. Like Strength. I mean, they're pro- yeah, professional it, it's athletes. It's like 350 pounds of like muscle. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's crazy. I, I can't even imagine. Like, uh, have you ever, have you met Shaq yet? Uh, dude, I shook his hand. Dude, it's wild. It's like one of the craziest experiences of my life was meeting Shaq. Shook his hand. I want to get him on this podcast, dude. Dude, he And would, I think he would do it because like. Can go that high? <laughs> yeah, it can. <laughs> I think he would do it because like he, what's so cool about DJ Diesel is like he fucking he's like, down. He loves it, but the thing is, is he doesn't have to do this. Not at all. No, he doesn't need the money. He doesn't need the attention. Doesn't no. need the stress. He does it because the... he loves it. Yeah, and it's cool because like if do you follow him on Twitter, I do. He'll like shout out all the artists that he thinks are cool. That's like, so cool. He'll build lines. He has like, like a, his his pin tweet is like an email that you can send music to it like anytime. It's awesome. I love it, dude. Like it's it's so cool because like I talked about this on the podcast once, but like how long has he had that love inside of him? You he, know what I mean? I mean, he's been a DJ for since the nineties, I think. I know, but now he's like doing heavy dubstep. Yeah, dubstep. I wonder how long like was he like fucking listening to Skrillex like before games? That's like, what I'm saying, like, dude. Like how long was this inside of him? You know what I mean? What if he's like just like listening to like Taboo in the locker room? You know what I mean? That'd be crazy. That'd be awesome. It's just I bet a girl her booty tastes like strawberry. <laughs> fuck it. Kobe's sitting there like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> What's this man on? That's wild, man. Yeah, dude. I um like I think about it all the time. Like, and I'll, I'll see like you know in the beginning, and I don't see it as much. Like other producers and DJs were like, this is fucking bullshit. And I think it's honestly just. I have great. never once thought it was stupid, dumb, cheesy, or. At anything. first, I thought I might have thought it was. Uh, dumb and cheesy, but then I'm like, as I see it, I mean, some things that I see like that are new to, no matter if it's in the scene or not, if something's new or just out of pocket, you know, uh, a natural reaction that sometimes it is to be skeptical. Yes. and to like, I I think as somebody who is a very negative and skeptical person, you, you know, are, you know that I agree, um, <laughs> but I don't know for that one. That one for me was because like 
I had it. I had it put to me once because, like, I used to think that if, like, oh, somebody was rich and they're, like, a musical artist and, like, that's stupid, they're, like, they don't need to be, you know, like, they, they're taking whatever, like, money from people who, like, could work for it and whatever, they don't need the money, but, like, I've realized that, like, that's why they do it, they don't need the money, it's all about, like, true artistic expression. Yeah. So, like, to see Shaq, like, doing that, I was like, he must really like dubstep. Because, yeah. Because, like, he doesn't need, like, the man owns, like, something like 30 franchises. He doesn't need any money, he doesn't need any more attention, he's fucking Shaq. So, I don't know. It's dude, I'll like, DJ is awesome. And he gets in and out of the franchises, like, in the perfect time, dude. Oh, bro, he is one of the, like, smartest businessmen I've ever seen, like, to walk the earth. Like, he is incredibly intelligent. Because he'll buy a business and be like, then guess what? I'm going to promote it and make it famous. Yeah, like, I don't know how he knew that Papa John was going to say the N-word, but he got out before he did. It was crazy that Bro, like, that, that man is crazy. I worked for Papa John. Yeah? I did. I was a delivery driver. I worked for that madman. Oh, damn. Yeah. Did dude. you enjoy delivering pizzas? Because no, I, I had some okay, friends well, back home who said they actually liked it because they did okay. It's half and half, right? So, like, I it's cool because, like, you can, like, smoke weed. You could drive around, listen to, like, whatever music you want. You could have, like, a good time. But then... You're like tearing up your car, you're working shitty hours. Like, sometimes you'll like make no money. And then, like, for me, I also had to make fucking pizzas, bro. Like, we, I was in Amarillo, Texas, you know, we're not in some grand Papa John's where people are ordering. Every, you have drivers and cooks, you yeah, were both. bro. I was both. I was making boxes, I was sweeping, I was doing dishes. I was like, I was a full nine yards, bro. There'd be times where it was just me and a manager in that bitch. So, like, I don't know. It's like, it's cool, but it also sucks in my experience. Like, I wouldn't do it again, but I don't regret doing it. Mm. Dude, I made pizzas at this place called Soul Shine really? in Mississippi. I really great. I can't see you. Dude, I did, loved what, that job. What did you do? What did I mean, you, I was a, you, just, I, you just cooked? Yeah, yeah. I, was, uh, I, I was the... Dude, I was... I liked that job a lot. I was there for, like, three and a half, four years, something like that. Really? And, uh, man, like, they loved me there, and, like, they'd let me... Like, whenever I started to, like... You know, I had, like, residencies, like, DJing at, like, the gay bar, like, the rock club, and then, like, my band would be doing shows. They were, like, literally make my own schedule because they loved having me there. And I was a good worker. That's cool. Like, I was always, no matter what other job I had, I was always a really good worker. I, I, I DJed, I, I don't know if I ever, did I tell you I, worked, I DJed at a gay bar, too? No, you yeah. never told me that. I DJed at a gay bar called 515. Was it fun? How it many times awesome. did you do it? It was cool. I did it probably about seven or eight times. Um, I would do a lot of Selena. Selena always bangs. Yeah. Like I mean, it's it's perfect. Yeah, dude, it's it it was a fun time. Oh, bro, I had an amazing time. They yeah. they are some like dude doing the drag shows is some of the coolest. Like I don't know, it's like they're just so like fun and there's so much. That's all it is is fun. It, it's just like it's free and it's fun and, and gay dudes like, love to dance. Dude, they love to dance and they'll party harder than anybody I've ever seen. Bro. Yep. Like I don't know, and also they had like a crazy lighting system. I got to play with. It was my first ever like experience playing with like. An audio visual system, or like a, I guess like a, a rig, you know, like a, I don't know, I don't even know what the term is. Like a lighting rig yeah, or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was, I don't know, it kind of like opened that world, because like after that, I started to like, uh, like roadie for this like um, production company, basically. And I don't know, it like started a little like, it taught me a lot about sound and production. I don't know, it was like, I think that like, for me, I had to like understand, because I didn't uh, know how sound worked i didn't care how sound worked i wasn't like musically involved i listened to music and stuff but i was never like i never was in band or anything and then like i started um to do that and i got like really interested in production and like learning how all that worked and i don't know i think that like stuff like that's like fundamental for me whereas like other people have like band backgrounds i had mm. to have like that like 
how the hell does like sound bounce around? <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, I had to like learn. I was a, uh, I was, I did stagehand work and was getting trained as an audio tech whenever I was doing production. Did you like doing stage production stuff? It was cool. It was hard work. It was like, it was really cool though. It was like, it was hard work, but it was a lot of like, it was neat to just do the shows and see like, you know, what uh, people bring to the table. Cause like I did rock shows, I did jazz shows, I did weddings. Like there was all sorts of like different like musical avenues that I would have never been like exposed to otherwise and yeah I mean, it's cool to see like like to like see how like jazz is like done live is awesome yeah and to like see how they mic like the like the uh like wind instruments and stuff is really cool i don't know stuff like that's awesome i fucking hated doing production bro it's a fucking bitch and a half it man. wasn't a bitch and a half because i was i was doing taboo at the time it was oh, like okay. early on and yeah. then, like i just hated it because i was like i need to be home right now working, working on, on music, music. Yeah. and like there was <clears throat> You know, there's people who love it, and I worked with people who loved it, and they were, like, super stoked about being there. That is is their passion. Yeah, yeah, and that fucking made me hate it even more. Because they're, like, you were, like, this is not where I fit in. Yes, this isn't me. I I was just, like, it was just a means to an end, but, like, I I really, like, hated doing that job. There were times where it was enjoyable, where we would do some cool stuff every now and then. Like, we did a 40th birthday for Drew Brees, so that was pretty cool. That's cool. Yeah, that was cool. Did you get to meet Drew Brees? No. No, we, 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 we were not allowed. Is, so, like, as someone from New Orleans, what is, like, Drew Brees to you guys? Like, is God. Like, he's, like, he's like a <laughs> mythical man. Dude, no. Andre. Did he ever, like, walk around New Orleans and yeah, get seen Yeah, dude, like, stuff? you'll was see him. Like, like, that type of celebrity where you could, like, like, if you saw Drew Brees, could you approach him? Oh, dude, I'd fucking walk up to him and just, I just want to shake his hand and just, I, I'd, I'd, thank I'd thank you. you, but I would probably, like, I wouldn't cry in front of him. I'd cry. You'd cry at home. Oh my god! I dude, I couldn't even. That would probably be like the, one of the best moments of my life. And that's what's so crazy because like I'm a music guy, and I don't think there's anybody in music that could give me that that, that feeling. feeling. Yeah. Even if you met uh, all of My Chemical Romance at once. Oh, that'd be yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know if I like. So like my favorite, like you know, like Travis Barker was my hero growing yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like that would I mean, be. He's one. incredible. Yeah. yeah, he is. Like you know. And yeah, if I met like Gerard Wade from fucking My Chemical Romance and Drew Brees, I think Drew Brees still tops all of them. Yeah, because like he he like did so much for the city of New Orleans and really just like revived that city, man. Like he gave he the Saints gave New Orleans hope again after Katrina. That's true. It's something yeah. that like a lot of people don't realize yeah, how important. I, I think because like a lot of the country doesn't like really grasp like because like. You guys talk about hurricanes. Like, it's, like, a thing to you guys. Yeah. Like, I've been through one. It wasn't really that, like, big of a deal to me. But, like, you don't know. You guys have seen, like, some shit because of it. So, like, I don't, yeah, I think that, like, to see, uh, that's a good point. To, like, have, like, that come back after, like, such, like, a detrimental thing is kind of, that's important to have. Yeah, it is. So now I see why. And, dude, they the Saints almost moved to San Antonio during that. Really? Yeah, they almost moved to San Antonio. Because they didn't have a place to play? Yeah, and and they didn't know what the city of New Orleans was going to be after because it got completely fucked. Like, yeah, I mean, well, how, there's not even a million people that live in New Orleans, is there? No. Yeah. No. It's, it's, it's a small city. Yeah, it is, but it got completely wrecked, so they didn't know what it was going to be like. And uh, I think it was uh, Gail Benson. Um, the owner was just like, we are New Orleans. So, like, it almost moved to San Antonio. Damn. They were almost the San Antonio Saints. Damn. Yeah. The San Antonio Saints. That'd be crazy, man. Would you have, like, a football identity, you think, if you... Yeah, identify as a fan. You would just, like, like... Put- <laughs> 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 no, but, like, would you would you enjoy football as much, you think, if mm-hmm. there wasn't the Saints? Actually, I don't know, man, because, like... 
Did you grow up going to Saints games and shit? No, no. I wasn't I wasn't an NFL fan until I was in a city that had a team. I grew up on college, like college football. Right. Yeah, that was my jam. Okay, okay. I see that was saying. my jam. Who's your Who's your uh, hockey team? I, I'm kind of like I follow players, kind of like how you do bets. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I like I, I like I like like I like Crosby. I like Ovechkin. I like you know. I like teams. I like like the Capitals, the Penguins. But I think that like I follow players more. Like I, I always like fan of players. Like I don't know. That's my thing. Dude, I was forty yards away last night from winning one hundred ninety bucks, bro. I was. Fucking, Dude, you. I, I I feel like I was I, close. I did one one of the Caesar sports bets because they were like, hey. If you do it, we'll give you $200 on Uber. And I was like, bro, I'm going to fucking do this. And I bet on football or something. I don't even know what I bet on. But I, I won. And I was like, cool, I won. Yeah, now give me my fucking Uber thing. And it never came. Oh, so I fucking <laughs> bastard, I never dude. did another bet, man. That's <laughs> fucked up, bro. I hate that for you. Nah, man, I, I love, I, I do a lot of betting, dude. <laughs> you do. And that's, I think, well, I think that that, is like a, another layer, right, of the football that gives you like excitement because yeah. like if you have something on the line too, it's a lot cooler than if like these dudes who get paid fifty million a year have something on the line. It's yeah, cool no. when you have eighty bucks on the line. <laughs> yeah, it's like I can make a hundred dollars. You know, dude, I can watch this game make a hundred dollars, man. If it goes my way, <laughs> these guys on the field do these things, man. Yeah, dude, no, it's a lot of fun. That's dude. cool. No, I, I think it's cool that like I've always felt like that kind of stuff is betting and stuff has been around for centuries. You know, it's like, I feel like that's like ingrained in human nature to like gamble on things. What would you gamble on? Like if you could gamble on anything, I gamble on crypto. <laughs> that, that, that is a gamble. <laughs> I mean, not, not anymore with, but whenever it was like kicking and stuff, um, I actually, I, I, I didn't fucking lose my ass. Uh, I didn't sell the house. So, you know, I, I count that as a win. Yeah. Um, you were doing really good on crypto. Hey man, it, it was how I made it through COVID. I mean, it was, it was, it was, it was good. It, it was, it was nice, but it was not, I don't know. It's not an end all be all. i never expected to be like, a, I think that's what was healthy about it. I think that a lot of people in any sort of investing are like, I'm going to be a millionaire tomorrow. And I was mm. like, I'm going to make enough money to survive for a bit. And that's it. Yeah. And like, I think when you have that mindset, then you're a lot safer than if you're like, I'm going to just like quit my job and buy a Lamborghini. So dude, I had a buddy. Uh, it was actually my old roommate. Um, he fucking got rich off that shit. Oh dude, it's entirely possible. Though. I yeah. think that's the thing is that like, it's, it, it's so accessible that people are like, it can happen to me, but it's still just such a, you know, I lost for somebody. See, for but that's the thing for somebody to get rich, somebody has to lose, mm -hmm. right? Somebody has to buy when you sell, and if that's at the top, then somebody's gonna lose money. Yeah, and that's like a that's a it's like a true and fucked up, like it's a fucked up truth. It's any investing. Well, it, not it, like well, like for you to get rich, someone has to lose, right? Literally, yeah. That's why it's awesome for like what we do in music. Oh uh, yeah, because I think it, it gives. If we got rich off music, who loses? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like exactly, who, yeah. who, who, who? I don't think. I think. I think. I think that whenever it comes to with music, I think that the ability to share art, because uh, like money for me, I'm not a person who like I like some like cool things. I like to like buy nice things at times, but like money isn't like the end all be all for me. Like I basically just want to have like enough to survive. Like I, I just want to be able to like continue to do what I love forever and like share art and like that's like. That's pretty much like all I you see money for. Mm -hmm. Like pretty much everything I make at this point, if it doesn't go into like, like food or video games or something, is going in back into the project. I buy art, I buy visuals all the time. I'm just I'm very like I don't know. I like I like to reinvest as much as I can into like 
doing cool shit. Yeah, you have to do that, man. You yeah, really, I, you literally have to do that. I think it's important. Like, I mean, like, I don't know. I, I if you if you come into music expecting to make money, you're an idiot. Yeah, no, I mean, but most people don't get into music to make money. Exactly. Yeah. No, and I, I think that. And that's and and the people who make money are the people who don't, right? Because they have the pure intentions. And if you have like good intentions, then it's gonna be it's gonna be fine. And there's also those gatekeepers. There are gatekeepers. Yeah, I mean, it, it depends. It, it really just I think that with the way that the music industry is set up, that it is entirely possible to do underground stuff and be completely sustainable. But it is also hard. <laughs> it's not easy, but it is possible. The shit is tough, bro. It's not easy. It, I remember, I remember like being on our tour. Like that was, I was, I, I had no money. I was literally to the generosity of you guys. I was able to like stay in rooms with you and like, cause I wouldn't have made it if I couldn't have slept in DMVU's bed. Yeah. <laughs> like I literally slept with Matt, yeah. like in his bed with him. Yeah. Dude, I fucking, I didn't not want to share a room with Matt. I did it a couple times. I'm a fucker snores. Oh, bro, it's so bad. <laughs> I mean, it, it it was you know, dude. Imagine being like two feet away from that. Imagine being in bed with that man. I, I love been. Matt to I death. Have, I think I have been. But sleeping with Matt is is scary. <laughs> that is like the first like like that is like something that not a lot of people know. Like your first couple tours, like you might be sharing a bed with somebody. Oh, you right. might be sleeping you on are, a couch. You were sleeping. I remember when I was doing. Like, my first bit of tours, I was staying with the promoter most of the time. I mm. was like, dude, can I just sleep on your couch or, like, you know, like, wherever? And that was pretty much what I was doing for, like, the first little bit. Like, I had no money to do anything. I mean, I don't know. And I'm still very grateful for whoever, like, a lot of promoters um, then gave me. Like, they just took a chance on me. And, like, I don't know. That kind of stuff is very important because, like, they're also not rich, right? They're also not making a lot of money. They're also, like putting their ass on the line to like bring you out and hope you sell tickets. So I don't know. It's a very like, it's risky business all around. So like buy tickets to the underground shows is basically what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, it is. Man. I threw shows for a bit. That shit is stressful as fuck. I didn't know Lo that. You threw shows? Oh yeah. You didn't know that? Mm -mm. I threw shows for like a good two and a half years. What was that like? Stressful. But I was good at it. Like I, I was good at promoting. Like I was good. Like I was a good street like leader like yeah, i would be like there. i'd be at any public function handing out flyers and i would you know p buy beers for people if they just hand out the stack of flyers i hand you dude i would lot of people you know i would say free drugs like i was like we're gonna have free drugs we're gonna have free drugs at the rave and yeah. like what yeah i would literally i would do anything i could to get people dude i got kicked off of college campuses you know i got the co like cops talking to me and i'm like dude i'm just trying to fucking make it out here and he's like just get the fuck just out get here. the fuck out of my yeah, face dude, kid i literally did as much as i could i did everything i could to try to make but i was doing it in mississippi and then once I started branching out and starting doing it in other places out of Mississippi, that's when I started failing hard. Like, I remember when I first moved to New Orleans, I was like, I was throwing shows in Mississippi still, and I was like, I want to throw a show here. And I threw a show there and lost my fucking ass. And I was like, I had the realization, I'm like, why am I throwing events in this city? They already have <laughs> events. Yeah. I had to do them in Mississippi because no one else was doing bass shows. Yeah. No one else was throwing raves. I was the only one, so it was just like... I had that realization. And then, like, instantly after, I'm like, do I want to be a promoter or do I want to be an artist? And mm -hmm. that was the last weekend of me throwing events. Yeah, because all that, all that time spent promoting can be spent working on music. Yeah, and also just, like, the money that I was losing on these shows, I could have been investing into, into myself. In your project. Yeah. I think that that's, like, that's, I think that was my biggest realization. I remember standing 
at um like decadence in like 2018 or 2017 or something like that and in arizona like, no here in denver oh gotcha and gotcha. i was i was standing in the crowd and i remember just being like i want to be like there like why why what am i doing here paying all this money to watch the festival i should i want to go home and work on music and that was like one of the most beneficial things i ever did i stopped going to like festivals and stuff and to shows and i just like worked on music and i don't know I, that that was like that was a turning point for me whenever I, I, I completely no life. I, I would, like, go to work and then come home and work on music. I worked at, like, fucking Walmart, and it sucked. I'm sure I've, like, said that to many times, but it, I just, like, I like to repeat, like, do not do that. <laughs> Damn, that yeah. does sound shitty. Dude, Walmart is, like, it's, like, it's, like, baby Amazon on, like, the corporate levels. Like, it's just, like, it's a bunch of, like, corporate speak, and, like, it's all, like, it's just very weird and robotic, and everything is, like... I don't know. It, it's it's a very well oiled machine that never works. Like mm. it's supposed to all. You're supposed to have all these things figured out. It's just a shit. It's show It's just every a day. shit show every day. You'd show up, nothing would be done. You'd be like, oh, this is just classic. I mean, I don't know. It, working any retail job is hell on earth. So I feel for anybody who who does that. Yeah, it also sucks for like anybody that has like a retail business right now. When you ever you do have like an Amazon. When you have Amazon, dude. Yeah. I worked at Toys R Us. I did not know that. Dude, I worked at Toys R Us. I worked in the video game department at Toys R Us for a year. I, I So I worked at Barnes & Noble, and then across the street was Toys R Us. I Honestly, both those You've jobs, had a bunch of jobs, dude. Honestly, both those jobs were sick as fuck. I honestly, <laughs> I miss Barnes & Noble, and I miss Toys R Us. Like, Toys R Us, I would just get high in the back, and then Barnes & Noble was, like, the easiest job in the world. You just help people find books. And then, I don't know, man. Like, those are just very chill jobs that, like, I mean, they didn't pay shit, but, you know, you didn't do shit. Yeah, that's we, true. We sat in the rafters and smoked weed, man. Like, Toys R Us was just, like... Like a shit show. Nobody came in. It was like I was at the very end. Of, like when I worked at Toys R Us, it, they were like closing down. They were selling shit. Like it was, it was kind of crazy to see. Like I remember I got um, like a uh, Xbox controller for like ten bucks. Like it was like a very nice like Turtle Beach controller. And like oh, there was just like, a lot of stuff that like they were just trying to get rid of because they had no business. Yeah. Business. And I was, it was crazy. I don't know watching. Toys R Us die, like, a place where I went as a kid mm -hmm. to, like, look at Star Wars toys and, like, to see it disappear was really sad. Yeah. Like I said, it's just, it's... It's crazy watching retail. Like, have you been to a mall recently? Yeah, I'll go get my shoes. It's nostalgic. It's, like, it's, it's just... Nostalgic. Like, it's nostalgic. It is nostalgic <laughs> to go to a mall, man. It is. It's, like, because, like, when do you go to malls? Like, what... You can get everything online, dude, and it's cheaper at this point. And it's, like, when you go to a mall... You're doing it for the food court. <laughs> like, All right, so let me let me switch it to what we do. How long until that's to the music festival world? So I think that with, as somebody who is like, I like to think that I'm like a proponent of like virtual reality stuff. I think that's cool. I think it's very neat. And I think that like there's a very big potential for that. But I don't think that there will ever be a replacement for standing next. And like being physically with people, I mean, I mean maybe far in the future when, they only know tech as their life. But for us who have people who have like been to music festivals, I think as long as there's people who have been to a real music festival, there will always be music festivals. Mm. Cause I think it's just, there's for me, like there's no other experience in the world like it, that there's like all these people come together for like, just like, especially for us for fucking computer noises, man. Yeah. <laughs> like I, like I'm always stunned. Like dude, like every time I see lost lands, my brain like fucking malfunctions that there's this many people that like know what dubstep is. And then there's even more people trying to get tickets to come. Like it's, 
I think this year was like 60,000 people. Like, holy fuck, dude. Some nuts. That's, that's, I mean, like, that's like a, that's a stadium, bro. That's a football stadium. And yeah. like, they can sell that many tickets. That's nuts, man. And the production, then like, I remember like, I think that like, my biggest realization was like, because I brought my parents to Lost Lands this year. And like, having them watch um, like, Ella's Dream set from the crowd and like, see just like that main stage at night. Like, I looked at their faces and it was just like, open mouth, like, yeah, they, like, they holy were, fuck, they this, were, isn't, this, this is an experience. This isn't, this is like, dude, one drop is more than, like, people making, like, the fireworks are insane. Like, it's like, you know, it's, they go into it. Like, it, they really work on it. And it's like, I don't know, they they put, I, I've never seen, like, like Lost Lands and Bass Canyon, or Bass Canyon, they don't slack. They really, like, it, they really put work into that kind of stuff. And to, like, I think for, like, we're kind of numb to it, but to people, like, I don't know, it's like when you see, like, the cop at the rave filming, right? You know, it's like, they don't see that kind of shit. Like yeah. to like have like all these lasers and like these LED walls. Like I don't know. I think it, I, it's really cool. I like. I, I think it's it's no longer the. You ever seen those first pictures of like EDC in the two no. thousands where it's like two thousand seven. They're like in like a little park, like maybe like a thousand people. Like it's like I mean like you know it's it's not it's it's grown. It's just insane seeing how much like mainstream EDM has grown in America to like because there's always been you know EDM like in Detroit. And, like, stuff like that. But, like, to see it grow to such a level is insane. Yeah. It is wild, bro. But you did say something a second ago that, like, I held on to. You were, like, you had that epiphany, basically, at the show. And you stopped going to shows. Yeah, yeah. That's something that, I like, a lot of people want like, realize is, like, whenever, if this is something you really want to do, no matter what it is you want to do, there's those fucking big sacrifices, dude. Like, yeah, I remember, like, I, my, my friends would, like, we were all go to festivals together, and then I'm like, I'm not going to any, I'm not going to these festivals again until I'm playing them. Exactly. Like, that's, a big, that's a big sacrifice. I, I have I have said that about festivals, that I'm not coming back here until, like, I'm playing it. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, I think that that's, which is important you have to make as an artist. Like, I'm sure that that happened with you with, like, what you were doing, and, like, I mean, never, I, I think that, I, but I also want to, like, turn the coin and say never, like, quit your job to, like, do music until you're stable in music. Because, like, I have seen people, uh, like, I used to do, like, a lot of, like, stuff in, like, the SoundCloud, like, underground rap scene. So I've seen people who are, like, more or less just, like, surviving off, like, a couple hundred a month. Like, sleeping on couches and stuff. Because they don't have a job when they work on music. And, like, it's admirable that you're that dedicated. But it's it's kind of stupid. Shit, I know touring artists like that. I I, I know a couple touring artists like <laughs> yeah. that too, man. But like it, it it's it, it I think it's unhealthy. I think that whenever you are at a point where until you are able to pay your rent and be comfortable with music, I think that you should keep your job. I think that and I mean and like I guess if you can't make it work and you're willing to like take that leap then do it. But I think, you know, don't be goofy about it. Yeah, like, don't be an idiot. Yeah, don't be an idiot. You you'll know when it's time. You like I got a feeling. I was like it's time to like, you know, quit my job and start like doing this full time mm-hmm. you you get a feeling yeah but now you're doing it full time and you got your yeah your tour i have a headline tour that is fucking nuts dude nucking futs i'm absolutely i'm really honored that like that many people give a shit at the end of the day you know yeah. what i mean it's kind of crazy because like i don't know i think it's cool like watching you grow has also been insane like because i remember like whenever we were doing shows how it wasn't like it was by no means small scale but to see, like, you're selling out dates, like, weeks in advance now. And to, like, see that happen is just so cool. And I'm very proud of you. Dude, thank you, buddy. You told me something not too long ago. And I think about it all the time now, though. Because you said you noticed it whenever we were on tour together. 
You're like, I know Mitch is drunk when he starts yelling. <laughs> dude, when you're loud, that means that you're yelling. That you're you're fucked up, bro. Like you're you're like you start. So you'll start yelling about like random shit. Usually just like I don't know. It generally football, honestly. I'll never forget. Like you tried to talk to me about football once, and like it kind of went over my head. And you you literally grabbed me. You're like, what's your favorite team? And I said, I don't know. <laughs> I like screamed back, I don't know, <laughs> dude. It's crazy seeing you like your your journey since we went to tour together, like on tour together, because. You were like such an innocent boy. I know. Like, you know, like you were a lot younger, like you didn't have any facial hair, but also it was like your first time touring too. And yeah. so like you were like so like I don't know. I don't know if I was a bad influence on you or anything or No, any- I, I like I, I think that I mean like I, I always had I mean, what do you mean by bad influence? And I don't know, man, because I would just be getting drunk as hell and just oh, yelling. I was always a party boy. You, okay. know, I, you know I was always drinking. I don't know. I've only seen you drunk like once, dude. Yeah, but I never get drunk. That's the thing. Sure. I, I'm always like, I always like to get like just fucked up enough where I'm feeling good. Because like when I get drunk, bro, I start throwing up. Oh, okay. So like, I, I, like. And when you play basketball. And when I play basketball. <laughs> 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 no, see, like, that's like, I, I like, I'm not. Scared of myself when I'm drunk. I'm just scared of the mess that I'd have to clean up after I get drunk. So yeah. I, 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 I don't like to, uh, to throw up everywhere, so I just don't get drunk. <laughs> I get that. I get that. But, no, nah, it has been awesome watching you because, like I said, you were, like, such a, like, a um, kind of, like, is this okay type of guy. Not, like, you ne- never said this, but it was just kind of, like, that energy. Really know you, know? you didn't know I didn't understand, like, there's a lot of things because, like, so, like, a lot of, a lot of artists have, like, a come up where they're, like, they're able to um, do, uh, you know, local shows, and they're able to play, like, opening slots and understand how to DJ. I grew up in Amarillo, Texas, and there was no dubstep in Amarillo, Texas. Um, there were a few people who tried to make it happen, and we, we tried. We, we really tried, but it, it never really went anywhere. So I never had the experience of, like, playing or, you know, like, having a writer or, like, going to a show and getting, like, all access or having different... Ba- I didn't understand any of that. I right. was, like, a little... I was innocent. Mm-hmm. So I had to, I had a lot to learn. And you taught... You and Matt taught me a lot. I'm, like... I, I still look very fondly back. Like, there was no negative experiences on that tour. Like, you know, uh, I never had a bad time. I've, and honestly, I don't have... I've never really had a bad time in music. Like, yeah. I've, like, I love what I do, so... It was a fun, like, it was just a fun crew. Like, me, you, Matt, and Dre. And yeah, it was great. I had a great time. We, I, like, we all meshed, and we had, we have similar senses of humor, which I think is important. Very important. So, we all, we all found the same things funny. <laughs> That's something interesting about going in this tour with Ahi, because I, like, you know, he's, he's a little bit of a weird guy. He'll tell you, like, I'll, you know. Ahi, Ahi is, I love Ahi to death. I love him to death He's now, He's, like, he is... He's one of the most unique characters I've ever met. I've never met a man who's able, who has such like a unique living situation. Right. He's like out in the middle of nowhere with a fucking awesome house, a bunch of land, and like he just like literally sits around and is like a production god all day. Yeah, but he's got like a fucking good sense of humor. He does. Dude. Like he does. Like we had a uh, we had a drive this week. It was like a four and a half hour drive. We're just in the car together. Uh-huh. No, we didn't play no music, bro. We we're just fucking Talking. cracking jokes, like saying the most fucked up shit, and we're dying, dude. I was just like, this guy's cool as fuck, son. I'm glad that you're having fun on your tour. That, well, who else is on your tour? There's Ahi. On Toad Face. I haven't, had a, I haven't had him on yet. Oh, man, I love, I love Toad Face. I think he's on. Uh, he's he's a sweet boy. He'll be at the show uh, on Friday. He came to our Atlanta show. Yeah, hell when yeah, we, dude. No, when we played uh, at uh, the EMSF. Yeah, him and Katie, yeah. Yep, hell yeah. What, uh, who, do, you have, who's, do you have support on your tour? 
I don't have anything dedicated. Um, I have exotics for Cervantes and Stellar. Um, very excited um, for that. I have uh, Jocko and Hexed as well at Cervantes. Um, I don't know. The, I'm very. I I know all those producers, and I think they're all very talented. Yeah, Exotic um, Boys are dope. Exotics are very good. I yeah. really enjoy their music. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm. I I've never had like. So I had headline shows before COVID with Spicy Boys and stuff, but I've never really had like a Space Wizard headline show after COVID where I'm kind of like doing my own thing. So like having these experiences is like really like humbling to see just people like care. I don't know. Cause I'm still used to like, like I'm going to sell 15 tickets tonight. You know what I mean? And to like show up and have like literal hundreds of people care is like, like, holy shit, that's crazy. I don't know. It's very, it's very cool. I'm very like, I'm always just blown away. I've never really expected it to get this far. Got you. It has, it has been wild watching you from the spicy boys thing. Cause that's whenever I first, you know, you and I met on SoundCloud messages. Yeah, yeah, I you know what I mean. You. I DM. wanted to remix Rookworm. Yeah, and uh, you know, you go from like S- Spicy Boys to you know, you've had releases on Wakan, you've had releases on Cyclops. You, you, have you done stuff with Subsidia too? Like, yeah, yeah, just like all the big uh, I, I kind of like labels. I like Chameleon around in the sense that I, I I really enjoy like my biggest inspirations are like you know like Sudden Death and like Maruda, but I really love like the like low key. Um, like deep stuff like i love like charles and i love like i don't know like any uh, the whole lineup with con like is like i have like a playlist with like everybody at Wakan pretty much so like i love that kind of music at the same time so i like to find like a nice a mesh between the two like i i really enjoy taking like the heavier stuff and like the heavier aspects and the heavier concepts and like toning them back towards like more weird and like taking that side of it and like approaching it from that angle. Yeah, I feel like you used to be weirder though, dude. Was I did. it was it was touring with Subtronics? Did it was, that change it, it? It was like it was with Subtronics and like just seeing. I think that I, for me, I enjoy movement. I enjoy the energy of like the like that style of dubstep. I don't really like the mosh pits are cool. They're not necessarily what I always go for, and I'm always down for mosh pits, but, like, I'm more about the, like, let's fucking, like, you know, kind of, like, groove and be a little bit heavy with it. I like, I don't know. I like the, like, more energetic stuff, um, you know. But I dig it. I used to be really weird. <laughs> yeah. What's, like, the difference? Because you did a, you know, Subtronics tour. What's the difference between, like, a Subtronics crowd and, like, a Wakan crowd? I think that um, with Subtronics crowds, you have to be, like, more prepared for, like, just, like, more energy and, like, more, like, they're 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 there to have a good time, whereas like Wakan crowds are there to hear good music. And they not saying that they're not there to have a good time either, but like Wakan crowds are like more like introspective on like what's being played, whereas like I feel like Subtronics crowds are more based off of like energy. And like both are fun and awesome and really cool. I think it's just like it's a different dichotomy whenever you're looking at like um, a crowd who's gonna like sit there in a couch and listen to your set, dude. Whereas you have a crowd that's gonna headbang and listen to your set. You know what I mean? Yeah, that shit was. Well, I've never seen such a laid out crowd At other Wakan- than Wakanda Fest. Yeah, it's like people have their whole damn campsites. I saw a guy cooking bacon uh, during the, the main set? stage. Yeah, yeah dude, the main was, stage. Wakanda was awesome. I had a great time. Yeah, it was it was crazy because like people would just be chilling and like vibing. And they'd get up and they just party. It was like I'd never seen such a laid out. Thing. I will say, like, I've been to a festival where there are, like, no couches past this point, which I think would have been cool at Wakan. I think that, see, I've had this conversation before because I, as an artist, am not the biggest fan of couches. I think that, um, 
I don't know. I, there are times and spaces. I think that that is a perfect idea for him. I think yeah. that there should be an area for people to like get down, and there should be a people for couches in the back. Cause Dude, like, I've talked shit to people. Bro, I, I understand if you want to sit down and be lazy as fuck. You might be 30. You might be tired of fucking dancing, but... Might be damn, high bro, Don't be at the front of the crowd. <laughs> like, yeah, right. Like, that's all, like, let that... Leave that for somebody who's, like, ready to dance. Bro, there was a couch, like, really right at the rail. Yeah, <laughs> I, dude, I saw... I've seen, I've seen that so many times in the car. I was just like, dude, like... Like, I don't know. It's it's not it's not bad, especially with Wakan because the kind of music is played. But, like, I, for me, whenever, like, it's like if I'm at Lost Lands and I saw couches in my set, I'd be depressed. Bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wakan's a little different. A little different. Dude, yeah, I know I played this festival in Ohio and it was, like, half the people sitting down. Dude, I just started I talking. Just, I started talking shit, dude. I'm talking about it. I just fucking got in the ass, like, just roasting them. I just, I just got back from Evolutions in New York, and it was one of those, like, we're all going to sit down and hang out fest. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to just do that kind of music. And honestly, it was a lot of fun. Like, I've never done, like, um, I don't know. I have, like, a lot of, like, UK garage and, like, ambient music that I make and that I listen to and that I really like. And to, like, go out and play, like, a bicep or, like, some ambient music I made was actually really cool. Um, so I think that there are, whenever it's, like, not necessarily, Wakan maybe is a bit, like, big for that. But whenever it's, like, the small fest where everybody, fest. everybody's on fucking couches. And it's, like, all right, I'm going to just do that, you know? I think that um, I've always, like, I look at. I look at crowds and I see how they're moving and if they're moving, I look at it as like they're having a good time, but I, I have to constantly remind myself that like I, when I watch sets, I just sit there. I just stand there. Yeah. I'm on, I'm unmoving and I could be watching like fucking sudden death or G Jones and having the time of my life, but I'll just be chilling. Yeah. I'll just be stone faced. Dude, I'll, uh, next homie fest I do, and they're all sitting down. I'm just gonna do a comedy set just and just walk set. off. Just be like, just like spin back the music and be like, all right, you're gonna. This hear ain't some working. Jokes. So here we go. <laughs> you're gonna hear some jokes. Like what? The, what is happening? Why is he saying these things? <laughs> Someone doesn't understand that I just start doing comedy. They're just like, he's saying these terrible things about his father. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, what is like? It all just like sudden like derails. Like it's like pre-drop. You're like, I hate my dad. <laughs> It's just the pre. EDM DJs be putting anything before pre drops nowadays, bro. Yeah, I, uh, I, I've been doing that forever. You ever seen those those <laughs> clips where it's like um, on like BBC Radio? They'll be doing the house dance mixes, and like it's you know, like when like the Queen died or something. They'll cut in. They'll be like, um, it'll be like in the middle of a house song, and it'll be like. Uh, BBC Radio announcing that the Queen has passed away, <laughs> and like it'll be like, and then it'll just go back. <laughs> like, damn, that pre-drop was heavy. <laughs> there was a lot with that one, dude. It was a lot to take in. <laughs> That's crazy. That's fun though. It is. Death it's happened queen. multiple times. Dude, I saw the funniest tweet. It was like right when football came back. It was like the queen has died. Uh, football is uh, uh, NFL football starts tonight. America is back, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, imagine being in like the Revolutionary War. Imagine how just like fucking nuts it would be to just like be not a not a dubstep DJ. Not a dubstep DJ, but instead fighting a revolutionary war with guns that just like fucking you aim it at it and it just shoots like halfway. Hope across. for the best. Yeah, and just hope. Like you literally line up and oh, dude, look you, at you the other dude. Yeah. And you just, load like, shoot. You load that musket up with prayer. You <laughs> yeah, know what I'm saying? You're sitting there jerking it. Like you're sitting there trying to push it in this fast. Like you're yeah. praying to God. <laughs> yeah, dude. I feel like that's where like, you know, I'd rather be a samurai, dude. You're just fucking. Oh, dude, if I could be at any time in history, be a knight, bro, hundred percent. 14th century German knight, maybe 15th century because they had cooler armor. But 14th, yeah. or or in a Roman legion, I'd be. I would love to be in a Roman legion, bro. I have like 
I have Roman tattoos, man. We we out here, dude. I'd like to be a pirate. You ah, uh, you'd be a good pirate. I yeah. can see you being a pirate. out there chasing booty. You know, <laughs> that sounds like your job description. Base <laughs> <laughs> pirates, dude. Yeah, dude. That's, that's fun. A, that's a that's a that's a song name. Base pirates. pirates, dude. I will, I, dude. I I've been wanting to make a sea shanty dubstep song. I, there is the ominous song, the sea, the sea shanty. Really, I need to listen to it. So, like, I have an idea for it, and if anyone steals it, I'll find you and kill you. But like, so like, I wanted to do it like a sea shanty dubstep song. So you know how like pirates are like land ho. I wanted to write a song about land hoes. Oh, you know, like hoes oh, on land. Oh, oh, yeah, it's just like a pirate dreaming to get to land to find hoes, but like land. I hose. would love to see your take because like, I I was literally in the shower. Today and I laughed. At, I EDM came into my head. <laughs> <laughs> I like chuckled. I was like, <laughs> like funny. I would love to see your take on like, like I don't know pirate music. <laughs> sea shanty. I'm gonna do it, bro. Yeah, I'd love to. I'm gonna do it. Uh, you have like, I don't know. You you are like. I think that like that's that's something that is really interesting with like to, with your project is that you're like comedic, but then like you have like this insane production knowledge to back it up. It's so cool to see like. Garth like Garth Wook bro that yeah. song is hilarious it's but fun. it's so well produced it's like, a fun it's song like, yeah it's cool and that shit's fun to make man yeah no it's, it's, like I hear you down here going like screaming like uh, hey y'all <laughs> like, but at the top of your lungs with no music imagine what this man sounds like with no post processing bro it's crazy it's bad <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, when I'm down here recording like metal vocals, y'all are just like, what the fuck yeah, is dude, going down? Going, and I'm just like, damn, what's Nala up to down there, bro? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. We got a bunch of fan questions I wanted to get to. Jeremy, you got anything you want to ask Mr. Wizard? Yeah, so, Mike, coming from Amarillo, uh, where there's not a big scene, you know, me and Mitch are kind of from Mississippi, where it's exactly like that. Uh -huh. um, what was your steps to go about, like, you know, I know you and Mitch met on SoundCloud through uh, yeah. the Messenger. Like, what, what were some other things you did to kind of reach out to other artists and you know get to that collab work with other people? For me, I, it was like it was mostly based on like SoundCloud. I was doing a lot of like SoundCloud DMs. There was like a there was a time where people read SoundCloud DMs. I don't read them. Yeah, I was I gonna say I don't think that's a thing anymore. I don't it's read not. them anymore. No, there was a time where you can message somebody on SoundCloud and they would respond. It was it was fucking wild. But um, that was a lot of what I did. A lot of Twitter work. A lot of um, I don't know. There's like a little there was like a little sect of artists that like really use Twitter to their advantage, like Mize and a couple other people who have like come up off of Twitter, not necessarily just Twitter, but like it's, it. it's useful to have like, you know, the ability to shit post and then like make, use that attention and like draw it to music. Um, so like, I think that I used a lot of like social media and a lot of like um, just messaging other artists and cause I didn't have the shows to talk to people. Um, so it was just a lot of like messaging online. Like when I found like spicy boys, I messaged them through SoundCloud and like there was, you know, or I think it might've been Twitter. I, well, how, I mean, it was, it was all DMs, you know, it's yeah, all SoundCloud DM days were dope. SoundCloud days were fucking awesome. Yeah. They I were dope, them, bro. Dude. Like you just like uploading random shit whenever you wanted. Like it was, it was cool. It wasn't as many producers. It was just like everyone, like, you know, it was just like a smaller like niche and it was just like everyone like trying to show each other tunes and we were all willing to hear them. Repost ruined SoundCloud. Yeah. Honest to God, all that, all the like clout shame or the clout like chasing and sharing and like repost networks and like, you know, where any song gets shared and it wasn't just quality. I think that that like really that hurt SoundCloud a lot. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that um, I don't know SoundCloud is still very beneficial and it's still useful 
um, I still have like a lot of listeners on SoundCloud. That's still one of my biggest listening platforms. Yeah. Um, but um, I don't know. I think that the days of like the freedom of SoundCloud are a little bit past. Um, especially with like how like digital service providers work nowadays. It is crazy. We met on SoundCloud. Now we live together. Yeah, we do. We, That's wild. That is the true pipeline. Man. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is the dubstep DJ pipeline, man. You meet on SoundCloud, then you're fucking roommates. Him in your bed, man. <laughs> <laughs> he stays up at night trying to hear you fuck. <laughs> yeah, but he's standing outside your door. So I harder, do, louder. I Sorry. do want to. No, you're good. Um, <laughs> I do want to ask you. You know, you, you said the reposting kind of like ruined SoundCloud. Yeah. You said there's a. It's kind of like a fine line between quality stuff getting posted and reposted and shared versus, you know, the latter. So how do you, when you're looking to collab with somebody, how do you kind of, I don't know, I'm trying to figure out how to, how to ask this, but like kind of, you know, figure out, you know, this person's music's dope and reach out to them versus somebody who's like kind of cookie cutter and they don't know as much as they seem or like, I think I don't know if that makes sense. No, I see what you're saying. I think that whenever it comes down to like what I'm what I'm looking for, I'm not necessarily always looking for skill as much as I'm looking for like uh, creative ability. Because like there are, I know producers who are like very, very, very talented, but they have no creative ability. So mm. their music is just kind of like, you know, it, it, it's it sounds nice to listen to, but it has no uniqueness. It's not you any. It's not like anything. Yeah. So doesn't stand out. Yeah. When I'm looking for um, collabs and stuff, I'm always looking for like unique sounds and stuff that I think would be like really cool to like work with and like challenge myself as well. Um, especially different style, styles. Like um, I, I'm trying to make get collabs with like heavier artists. Like um, so like you know to like work with that style of music too. Um, it's, it's, I don't know. I, I like the challenge of working with different styles. I don't necessarily look so much as skill as like, is this unique? Is this creative? Um, I also don't give a shit about follower count. Um, I have collabs with people who have like, you know, 300 followers. Like it's, it, it, it means nothing to me. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm literally here to make cool music and cool art. But then you also have a collab that you started with sudden death. We all made it in his green room. Like, an that hour. was crazy. That was like, that was like pants shitting. Like, Oh my God, like this is full circle. Cause like I, I, I I really like I, I love Sudden Death. Like he he's a very nice person, but even like before that I was a big, big fan of his music and like I don't know. That was like the like is this actually happening? Like holy fuck. Like I don't know. It was very cool and very um full circle moment. Yeah. Um if he'd just send it back to me, I could finish it. <laughs> he's like, I only work on music <laughs> in person, in person, in green, green rooms, rooms, an hour before the set. <laughs> in the, we were in the golf cart exporting it. Like we were in the golf cart together, like listening to it. Like, is this good? Is like, it was, it was, it was crazy. We like pulled up to a set and exported it. That's pretty fucking awesome, though. It was, it was really cool, and it was a lot of fun. Well, I hope he sends that to you. But good question, Jeremy. Let's yeah, get to some, some fan ones. Good question. Yo, it's your boy Nick from British Columbia, Canada. What up, Nick? Got a couple questions for y'all. So, like, when you're on stage and you got some unruly patrons or some fans, like, trying to fucking climb up onto the stage and hand you a beer or some crazy shit, what do y'all do? Do you tell them to fuck off? Do you just kind of ignore them? Like, I got to know. Other question is for Space Wizzy. I've seen some dude on uh, on Subtronic's Facebook page. He got uh, you and a couple other people got a signature on his back, uh, and he got it tattooed. And then when the tattoo was done, it said Space Wiser. <laughs> if you got to see that. Uh, fucking appreciate the both of y'all. Appreciate how hard y'all are working out here. You, you guys are just huge inspirations about me. Uh, uh, thank yes, you. thanks for being so fucking awesome. Thanks for fucking 
Oh man, I don't know. I'm just too excited. Fucking thank y'all. Have, have a great oh, that's day. Nice. Love you, buddy. Hell oh, that's, that's very fun. sweet. Um, yeah, um, uh, have you ever had somebody run up on stage on you? Bro, so I've started doing, I've start, I've, I've kind of got it down for what I do now. You have like, you have a method. That's scary that it happens to you so often that you have a method. Bro. Yeah, so I have two things. Uh, and so, and both of them happened on accident. I just did them and I'm like, I'm going to handle it like that from now on. I've had someone run up on stage and like stand next to me or whatever. And I spun the track back and I'm like, what? On the mic? And like security's trying to take them, and I'm like, no, 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 no. We're going to, we're going to see this through. I want to know their <laughs> fucking thought process. I didn't realize this what was they, about you. What they say? Oh, dude, they don't ever know what to say. They're just like, you know, they're just thought it was a good idea, and then as as I sit there and talk to them, and I stop the music, they realize the party has stopped because they wanted to make it about them. They realize they've made a big mistake, like, and I'm not going to let them walk away from this. They're going to have to live they're gonna it. Live it. They're going to live, live it. it through. Yeah, Holy they're going to have to live fuck. through it. And so That's I, what I'm going to do from now on. Yeah, That's good. Yeah, say, what the fuck do you want? I'm up here working. I worked my ass off to be here. Why do you think you need to be up here with me? Oh, my and God. Like, and I'm like, what's your name? And I'll just go in and roast. Dude, I had a, I had a, I had a girl come up to me on stage once, and she, I'll, dude, I'll never forget this. I'm playing in, uh, in Indianapolis, and she comes up, and she taps on my shoulder. She goes, hey, do you know where the bathroom is? <laughs> I just, like, turned around. Oh, my God. I looked at her, and I. You could have asked anybody else. Yeah, and I shrugged. I was like, what? And then the security came and pulled her off. Like, you ever seen that, that video of Patrick whenever that, that, it was like Patrick and somebody else, but that girl's rolling around on stage next to him. And that yeah, it was Brock like, and Pat. Yeah, it was Brock and Patrick. Yeah. yeah. And they're just like, what is going <laughs> you, you on? You see Brock's face, and Brock is just like. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, no. And then um, that tattoo. So we actually signed it correctly. Um, <laughs> I, I swear to God, I've seen the picture. I know I signed it correctly. I was not inebriated. It was not rushed. I took my time. The I and the Z were a little bit close, but if you look at what that tattoo artist did, um, they put an, like a dot on the eye, and they, they, what they basically did, instead of like having it like um, like not uh, like stenciled on, they tried to like write it in themselves, and I, they just guessed. I don't know. It was kind of, it's bad work, and I'm unhappy that that wasn't correct, but he still seems very fucking happy it's with pretty the tattoo. Funny. He seems like proud of it. So I don't you know. know. What? Dude, you were kind of happy, but like, you came down here, and you're like, <laughs> you're laughing your ass off, you're like, dude, look at this shit. <laughs> I mean, like, it was, it's wild that it happened, and I, 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 he seems happy about it. Like he seems, he seems to like that too. And I think that's really all that matters. Cause cool. he's the one that has to live with it. And I, I feel bad that that tattoo artist did him like that. Cause I, I didn't sign my signature wrong. I swear to God, man, there's like <laughs> pictures of it. It's right. I, I did it right. But the, the tattoo artist just kind of like, fucked Oh up. dude, I had a great laugh when you showed me. I mean, it, it's, it was, it, it's, it's pretty it's, funny. It's pretty crazy to see. It's pretty funny. And, I mean, I don't know. He was a sweet kid. I'm dude. sure he was. We met him. So we were sitting. We were, He came backstage at Lost Lands, and he was like, hey, like, you know, I, like, I have had, like, just the shittiest couple years. Like, you three. It was me, Sonya, and Jesse. He's like, you three have, like, helped me through so much. Like, I'm going to, I want you guys to sign my back. Can we get it tattooed? And and Jesse goes, I'm going to do it in the most least painful place. And he does it across the spine. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, as big as He's fuck. like, let me see your dick. <laughs> and, like, uh, so then um, we, uh, yeah, we signed it. And he was a sweet kid. He literally walked that night five miles because they wouldn't let him take his car. He walked five miles to get that tattoo at the closest tattoo shop. And that night he got it and he came back to the festival. And he found me in VIP. And he's like, look. And I was like, I, mean, I don't know. I gave him a hug. And he was like, Did you tell him? 
I did not. <laughs> he seemed he seemed just so happy about it. You didn't, just, you didn't have, <laughs> you didn't have an idea. I'd be like, ah, they fucked it up, <laughs> man. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I'll sign it again if, but, he, if, if he ever comes to the point where he's like, I am unhappy with what this tattoo artist did. I will happily sign his back again, and we will get that shit. And I will fucking tattoo it myself and do it right, bro. I've stuck and poked people. I'll do it right. Right, right. <laughs> That's hilarious, dude. So I've started doing something else. Whenever like people try like handing you shit to sign while you're playing, I I, I have the. I have the request. That's my thing. The can you play this song? I okay. see. That's that's the more thing. I, I see that sometimes the, too. The, can like, you can play you play? Worm. I'm like, it's coming. Shut up. I'm, I'm like, they're like, you play pyramids. I'm like, man, you don't think I'm gonna play my most popular song right now? Like, come on, I'm gonna do that. <laughs> Just wait. Just hang out. Yeah, I uh, so like, I did it in uh in Tempe. Uh, I think I'm gonna do it forever because I did it this past weekend in Portland, or someone tries to hand me something to sign, and they're just for like three, four songs, just right there. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, give it to me. And I'll take it and I'll just throw it. I'll just throw it What'd in the opposite throw? direction. This gal had like this baby Yoda and she was trying to get me to sign it. Was it signed by other people? Would I don't, you, I don't know. Been the, oh. <laughs> I don't know. But she was like a pin in that. And I was like, yeah, yeah, hand it here. And I just fucking chunked it. <laughs> See a baby Yoda. That's kind of yeah. fucked up. Man. No, they thought it was funny, but also I'm working here. You're working here. I'm fucking working here. <laughs> You know, I'm, you know what I'm saying? Like, like I mean, ask like, me after the set. You see that was, I'm trying to give you a good see, show. If a baby, if it's a baby Yoda, whatever. If you threw a jersey, I'd be like, ah, that's a little, little, little fucked up. But now I've had Yoda, people throw me jerseys that like they were meant for me. Like they're like, hey, yo, really? They're like catch, and I'll catch it. It's for me. They want to give it to me. This girl wanted me to sign this thing. Yeah, no, I understand <laughs> what you're saying. If somebody asks me, yeah, yeah, I get you. Just fucking throwing baby Yodas around. Right? What if now people just give you baby Yodas every fucking show? I hope they don't. That? Well, they're gonna do it. I'll do stop that. Touring. Give him Baby Yoda's every tour, every stop. Give him a Baby Yoda. Do <laughs> I'm gonna it now. I'm gonna stop touring. <laughs> I'll stop music forever. You keep this up. Let's keep it going, Jeremy. Hey, y'all. This is Jarrell Pullman. What up, baby? Longtime fan and listener. And I guess my question would be for both y'all: would be what is y'all's favorite thing to do in the green room before a set? I know that's, that's probably uh, an answer you guys are gonna have to kind of manipulate. Because some of your managers probably won't let you just say what you actually be doing. I say what I want. Love both y'all, love your music, and uh, yeah, we'll see you guys around. Hell yeah, we'll answer that second part quickly. Yes, you need permission before you remix a song, artist song, unless you put it on SoundCloud. Let's see, it, there's there's different levels of it, right? Yeah. There's, there's bootlegs, there's um, like edits, and there's like remixes. Like remixes are official, bootlegs are unofficial, edits are like minimal work, like very little is done, it's still basically the same song. And Maya's, that's how yeah, I Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, a good yeah. way to put it, yeah. Yeah, um, so uh, I think that like I have... I have a, I had, I don't know if it's fully official yet, but I had like a bootleg of um, Demonic Curse by Sudden Death. And then I've sent that to them and they're like considering it to be an official remix now. Instead of, in, instead of me releasing it as a bootleg, I can get it released as an official remix. So generally when you're doing that, asking is like the best course of, like, because I've had people upload uh, remixes, remixes of my songs onto so Spotify. I've had that and, too and it's so and fucking, it's it not, pisses me yeah, off. I did, it's like, I didn't okay this. I don't want this here. I don't, it's not my artistry in the sense that I didn't allow that. It's cool that it happened. I'm glad that you like it that much, but just keep it on SoundCloud. Don't put it on Spotify because 
I can't control what you see on Spotify. You can, yeah, Spotify is kind of interesting. <laughs> yeah, it is. It, like, it's crazy that they don't have that figured out. I've had people upload a couple remixes that yeah. I did was like, no, yeah, I, no, they, Or no. they'll up, like, if they have a similar name, like it just happened to Kezo. Somebody, a rapper named Kezo uploaded a whole album to Kezo's Spotify. And it was like a rap album. And, you know, I mean. Like, like, damn, dude. Like, damn, Kezo spitting bar. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know Kezo about this life, man. <laughs> I didn't know Kezo had Kezo got walk, what? Yeah. <laughs> and, dude, favorite thing to do in the green room, man. Uh, smoke weed and uh, eat high chews and um, uh, wallow in self pity. Yeah, I like to I like to talk shit. So if someone's in my green room, I'm just like I will literally just be cracking jokes. Yeah, yeah. I like yeah, I like yeah, I like yeah, I, I like people that. that can banter. Like, don't come in my green room I'm if you're I'm gonna like, be quiet. You like the batter. I like, oh, but, oh. I like the batter. You ever had sex in a green room, dude? Huh? Uh, not the specific green room. Um. <laughs> Uh, outside of it, yes. Nice. So like on the dance floor. <laughs> what about you? Yeah. Yeah, of course you have. It was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Risky. No, it wasn't. It, was, it, was, it wasn't risky. Yeah, you could lock that bitch. And just like, oh, okay. You're talking about for that. Oh, then yeah, risky. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. Talking shit's probably my favorite thing to do in a grand room. Yeah. I think Hanging that. out. Yeah. I, I like shooting the shit with people. Yeah. Uh, it... I'm not one of those people who's like nobody allowed in the green room. Yeah, I don't care. I don't really go. If fight. you're fun, like if if if, if you, you're not like weird or like you know like you know talking about weird shit. <laughs> like I had a guy come in and he started like started like trying to talk to me about like shows and like how he's like a promoter and stuff. Like I, it, common advice if you are uh, an aspiring DJ and or promoter or want to do something along those lines, don't open with that. Yeah. You can talk about that at some point, but don't start the conversation with like, I would like to book you or I would like to show you my music. Listen to this off my phone. That's just going to put like, I remember I was listening to like a getter interview like years ago. And he was like, I, whenever I first met uh, medicine, he didn't mention that he was medicine for like two hours and like getter, like listen to medicine and everything. And was like a big fan. And um, so like, to have that experience to like meet them as a person and like them as a person, then like their artistry makes it a million times more impactful. Yeah. That was it's the first so time better. when I met Jesse the first time I didn't tell him I was taboo. Yeah. He didn't know until I've left. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Jesse's nice and same, same as every same to everybody, you know, yeah. it's like, it's, I think that that's, I also had it put to me that way. Cause I remember that, um, I, I had a talk with him because I was like, man, I used to think Marshmallow is cheesy as fuck. And he was like, yeah, I think everybody did. And then I actually met, like, who he is and, like, met him as a person and worked with him. And he's nice as fuck. And you realize that you don't get to be successful and be in those levels if you're, like, a cunt. Like, you don't, you don't get there because nobody wants to work with you. Yeah. So, like, you know, whenever you see people that are, like, super successful and doing all these cool things, it's probably because they're not an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> and they're nice and to they work, work with. Yeah, yeah, they work hard. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's a good one. Let's get to the next one. Hey, man, what's up? This is Trip Fox from Lubbock, Texas. What up, uh, buddy? First off, I just want to say to both of you guys, y'all fucking killed that shit. At Wakon, man, fucking top-notch shit. Space Wizard stole stole the night for me. Like, shit was great. Anyways, uh, my question is for the, the Mr. Gizzard, sir. Uh, 
You call yourself a wizard? You say you smoked a lot of weed. You ask the crowd to smoke weed with you. Hell, I've smoked weed with you. You have. And I, I know have who never you are. once seen you use a Gandalf pipe. Oh, uh, damn. What's up with that, man? Dude, I, dudes? I'm a poser. <laughs> I am a poser when it comes to the wizard stuff, man. I don't even like Harry Potter. What yeah, that's what fuck? I'm saying, bro. Dude, do you realize how I'm many fans roasted on Twitter right fans now? Fans you just let down? Yeah, dude, I don't even like I like I like Lord of the Rings. I like I like that kind of wizardry. I think that's cool wizardry. Bro, I ain't trying to go to an academy and have Degrassi but with fucking magic, bro. Dude, fucking Harry Potter is just Star Wars with shitty lightsabers, man. Damn. You're just mad you didn't get your letter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dude, good point, Jeremy. Good point. Um uh honestly, have you have you ever like realized that there's like a massive culture around like glassware and like smoking weed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, like have you like I've never, I didn't really grasp that until like I got into EDM music that there's like, there are people who own like, thirty grand worth of like blown glass. Yeah, and like I've seen I've seen some I've, se- crazy I've seen like I've seen like the crazy collections and shit. I'm just like what the fuck? Like they'll be like this is a five thousand dollar piece, and I'm like they won't even smoke out of it. Yeah, they'll just be like I just have this for de- I and I was like how much do you smoke? I'm like no, I don't smoke out of it. It's it's too hard to clean. I'm like then what's the point of it? Like I was like I bought a hundred and fifty dollar piece and I smoke out of it all day. Um, but I don't know. Uh, I need to get a Gandalf pipe. I showed up as a wizard. I'm getting there. We're, we're, we're gonna get to that. We we're are gonna get, get to that. We're getting there. I'm working. I can't ever grow a beard. Um, we are going to get to that conversation in a second, though. Oh, God. <laughs> Let's get to another one. <laughs> Mitch and Mike. Mike and Mitch. The dynamic duo. The crawdaddy and the motherfucking wizard. And he's not. It's really. your boy, Riley. I'm from <laughs> Kanatucket. For those who don't know, that's Connecticut. What up, Riley? Um, my question's mainly for the wizard of space. Uh... I know you're a dabber. Do you have multiple rigs? If so, what's your favorite? And can you show it on this podcast? Thanks, as always. And I hope you guys have a splendid day. Peace out, brothers. Yeah, see, I, I have. I, I wish. I wish that I was into to glass like that. That I, I want to get a nice rig. So if you are watching this and you blow glass, please contact me. I will purchase a rig from you because I. Want to get a not shit one? There we go. Um, I want to start the process of getting some cool stuff, but uh, right now I I don't have anything except for like store brand, not even worth mentioning, uh, type glass. So it's not nothing cool. Uh, I just I just smoke immense amounts of weed. You do, man. I'll I'll go upstairs. It just smells like dab. <laughs> it's just I don't know, man. I remember that one night y'all set off the fucking alarm for the butane. <laughs> yeah. It's like midnight. I was like, oh, are we burning it down? We've been here for a week. <laughs> yeah, I was like, nah, just me fucking being a delinquent upstairs. <laughs> dude, y'all said y'all were gonna get me on a dab one day. I doubt it. I really, I want to get, dude. I love seeing you high. I really want to get you dabbed out. I think it'd be fucking hilarious. No, dude, it'd be terrifying. You just have to tell me I'm not dying. <laughs> <laughs> like, you just have to, you just have holding to, your chest like Mitch you're okay drink some water you're yeah. like <laughs> yeah you just have to be petting me telling just, me that everything's okay you know like coughing right. <laughs> just for three years <laughs> I love that man that's fun let's get to another one okay so um, this is uh, DJ Eclipse uh, also known I believe you one time in a live stream was like oh yeah that's fucking uh, a dude and I'm like no I'm not a dude I know um, oh, but oh. like I can be if you want me to okay so you can be if you want to topic, you this is what I want to talk about 
Uh, would you let a woman pee in your butt if she, like, loved you and appreciated you? And I'm not saying, like, her, like, like, um, he... Okay. This is a, this is a, this yeah. is a Mitch fan. No, no, no. I thought this question was stupid, but Jeremy loved it for some reason. <laughs> Jeremy was like, "We should." Use, <laughs> would you? Would you? Would you have someone pee in your butt? Well, Mitch? before I answer this, I just got to say I know a DJ Eclipse who was a man, so that's why I said that in a live stream one time. DJ Eclipse. Well, I mean, you know, there could be. It's like with Space Wizard. There is another Space Wizard. It's a metal band. Mm. It, it, they no longer exist. Got you. you. Know, DJ Eclipse is a name that could be used by someone else. So yeah. I could I could see that confusion. Okay, but um, let's let's do this. All right. You, so you love you love your girl. Yeah. If she was like Mike, I love you and I appreciate you. Man, that would be. I but can't, I need. But I need this. I bro, need this. I need this fulfillment. Bro, I can't even imagine that conversation being had coming out of my girlfriend's. I the fucking. It would have to be. You ever seen this is the end, bro? It would have to be like that level of catastrophe. <laughs> Satan would have to be like walking through fucking our neighborhood. Like it would have to be that crazy for that conversation. And then even then, I'd be like. <laughs> I'd be like, nah. I feel like there's some sort of disease that you get from that. Like, that doesn't even sound safe. Um, Sounds fun, though. Hey, man. There's like a level that's, of fun that's to a it. Wa- you into water sports, so like, <laughs> if, <laughs> that's your thing, bro. If you try to go jet skiing, man. Dude, I'd ha- I, listen, I'd do it on one condition. One condition only. What's that? Can we put it on camera? Can we sell? Can, it? We, can re- we sell it on Pornhub yeah. and make? A can we put it on OnlyFans? Yes. Can we record this and I put it on Instagram for me to no longer? I feel like if anybody's gonna have an OnlyFans someday, it's gonna be uh, DJ TV Boo. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I would do it. Like I would do it because I think it'd be funny. It'd be great yeah, content. Kanji came out with that. Do it. Yeah, I do it. I, I do, do it. I do it. I do it. <laughs> I do it. I would do it, bro. Like for real. Like if we could record it and put it on camera, and you'd be okay. Listen, I, you can pee in my ass if if I. If I can put it on the internet. <laughs> what if What if she was like, I gotta wear like a mask, and you have to be barefaced? No, <laughs> no. I want fa- I want I want reactions like, ooh, wow, that's warm. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> I wouldn't care about that shit, man. You know, you were telling me something about, and I'm not gonna say who. This this guy was threatening this one dude, and it was like, I'm gonna put pictures of your dick on the internet if you don't do this. <laughs> and he'd be like, I'll put my dick I'd, on the internet any day. Yeah, I'd say, is, is this a threat <laughs> or, a, or a promise? Yeah, please do it. I'll do it too. We'll do it at the same time. I'll post a different picture. Yeah, we I'll can have re- multiple I'll, angles. I'll retweet it. <laughs> you know, fucking. Hey, I, I I like the. I don't think that. Yeah, I don't know if there's a picture of my dick that exists out there. I don't think I've ever had the urge to. I don't think I'd be good enough at taking a dick pic is my thing. I feel like I wouldn't be. It's all about the angle. You gotta That's hit what the I'm angle. saying. I don't know. I don't know my angles, you know? So. Yeah. Dude, I'm going to be honest. I've only sent like two or three in my lifetime. Yeah? Yeah. It was like 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 fully erect type deal. Where you well, yeah, I'm not it. sending. Fl- oh, actually, if we're going flaccid dicks <laughs> to my buddies, dude, I've sent a lot of dick. So like to to my boys. So, so let me get that straight. <laughs> no, it's not straight. That's the problem. You don't send. You don't send. You don't send penis pictures to women. Only men. Well, no, so, dude. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Me and my boys, dude. Me and my boys. Just send I've dick got pictures pics. of dude. If I went through pictures of my text messages with my stepbrother, dude. Damn. 
We'd be sending brain. You don't even need the P in the butt for the Pornhub. <laughs> you could just put that on there and make money, bro. Yeah. Like you already you already got the taboo. You taboo with your stepbrother. You, your whole fucking <laughs> Pornhub content. Your own bro, category on your own. You're telling me you've never- Stepbrother trapped in the washing machine. Right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, bro, that's Mitch. That's literally Mitch. You're telling me you ain't never sent a picture of your balls to your buddy as a joke? Uh, no, one time though, I, there was, I, I was, it was when I, this is the reason I closed my Twitter DMs and this was in like 2019. Oh God. Um, I had, this is one specific message. This dude DM me request. He's like, yo, do you like ice cream? And I was like, um, yeah, sure. And he like takes a picture of his balls, like squeezed together on top of an ice cream cone. <laughs> Put him in the cone. Yeah. That's hilarious, dude. See, like, that's funny. You know what I mean? That, that, that's funny as shit. Oh, that's oh, so sad. You know what I mean? Like, I'd just be sitting in class and I'd get a picture of my boy's balls and I'd just bust out laughing. Or, like, my buddy just helicopter dick and just send me that. That's hilarious. You ever seen that one dude who, like, uh, like thinks excision owes him a bunch of money and he, like, dipped his dick in the toilet? Have you never seen that Twitter thread? What? Dude, oh my God. So, during the Lost Lands announcements, like, this dude started commenting, like, all this stuff that, like, you excision owes me a bunch of money. I should be here. Like I should be on this lineup and so stuff. Yeah, DJ. It, it was some. I don't even know somebody. And then he like takes this video of him like flaccid, like dipping his because somebody was like insulting him, and like he responds like dipping his dick in a public toilet and been like, I bet you've never had this sensation before. <laughs> I was or some like shit like what that. a legend. <laughs> I mean, he dragged excision's name into that. You know what I'm saying? Like excision is. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, like imagine, excision just checks his fucking notifications. He's like, "What am I into? What is happening, dude? That's hysterical. That's comedy, dude. That is comedy." Yeah, I bet somebody, I bet somebody will find that tweet. And God damn it, that it's is got, so or funny. Or like at least a video of it because it was a real thing. It was hilarious. Oh, what a legend. <laughs> I mean, he was just like. Have you ever thought this sensation? It wasn't. It was because it was like his dick was so big it touched water. I guess. Oh like, wow! I, so he had a big dick too. He's even more of a legend, <laughs> dude. God, this guy's cool. <laughs> this guy's cool as fuck. That's awesome. Let's get to another one. <laughs> hey man, so uh, I noticed uh, at Lost Lands that Mike had brought his parents, and that you had also brought your parents to Wakam. What is that like? What's it like having like supportive parents and seeing other people like probably have supportive parents but not involve them in what they're doing? Like, you guys seem to make a big deal out of that, and I think that's super cool. But I don't ever see with any of the DJs. Why is that? Do they have bad relationships with their parents. Is that why they're DJs? <laughs> <laughs> I can't speak on these other DJs, dude. But how fucking awesome was it having your parents I there? I think uh, for me. Uh, like it's it was it was it was full circle. It was cool. I think that like I had taken them to like small little shows, like 150, 200 people. They'd see me play at small festivals, but like you know, play on like a stage that's you know massive. It lost lands for thousands of people. I don't know. That was cool to like be like, yo, mom, dad, like look, like you know, like look, this is like what I do. Um, and I think uh, on like the supportive side of things, I was very lucky because I um, my dad was a comedian. He was on the road for years. He oh, dude, your dad be cracking me up. <laughs> he understands. He understands the life. He gets it, you know. So like, he um they they've always been supportive. And my mom is just like very very like supportive. Of whatever I want to do, like just she's just 
she, I, I'm very lucky to have loving parents that have like, there was a point where there was like, a, there's always a little gap where like, as we go back to what we were talking about earlier, where it's like, um, the, the, where you are able to support yourself and you can quit your job. I had like a little gap where I quit my job and moved back in for like six months. And then, um, I was about to move out then COVID hit. Um, but you know, that little, that little space of not having to pay rent and being able to work on music was huge. Cause that was, I, in that time I got offered for your tour. I was like getting festival offers for the first time. So I don't know. I, I was very lucky to have supportive parents and I don't know. It's, it's very full circle, um, to like bring my parents and be like, look at all this. Like, look, it's not, you know, cause like they, for a long time it was like, flights that cost more money than what I'm making, you know, I'm in debt. Like, why am I doing this? Um, I'm still in debt, you know, cause I'm not here. I, I don't make any money doing this. <laughs> I'm, I'm literally just throw everything back into it. But I don't know that to have my parents help me during that time was very, very uh, cool. And it's cool to bring them places and be like, I'm, I'm about to bring them to Cervantes yeah. uh, on Thursday in Denver. You should be there. Um, get your tickets. Yeah, get your tickets now. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, I was. Uh, it's cool. I think it's it's very it's neat to be able to be like mom, dad. Look, I I was not. I promise, it's not me just partying. You know, I was actually working on music. Yeah, <laughs> dude, fucking your dad's funny as hell, man. Because like when your mom walks away, because he knows I'm a comedian too. Yeah, he'll so, start cracking jokes. Oh, uh, dude, when as soon because like he'll set like a PG joke, you know, around when, your mom. Yeah, and then but be, as soon as your mom walks away, he'll be like, hey, check this out, yeah. and he'll just <laughs> go in, dude. And then I'll hit him with another one too, and he goes, oh, that's that's messed up, Mitch. <laughs> you know, that's like, me and your dad are cool, man. Yeah, no, and you got to meet my dad at Wakan. Your dad was fun, bro. Your your whole family's fun. They're fun. I like Tom. your brothers. Yeah, it's funny whenever people like meet like my dad or my brothers. They're like, yeah, it all makes it sense. all makes sense. Lindsay Lindsay had a realization too because she's sitting there wa like watching me, my dad, and my brothers were all dancing. Everybody talking. And she's like, dude, these Draper boys are wild. And like, all, we're all fucked up too. All the same person just copy pasted. <laughs> <laughs> man, nah, that was fun. God, lazy and uh, it was cool <laughs> it was cool having them there man because people were walking up to him like taking pictures with them and shit and like you know my dad like in the middle of the day he's in a cowboy hat and no shirt just walking he around he was fucking vibing yeah man. dude just having a he good time he didn't even have you with him he yeah. was just out in the crowd he's i like, saw them running around with like people were coming up to him and stuff and he was just hanging out it was cool yeah he's loving it man he was loving it it's it's it's, it's, it's it means a lot i love seeing older people at shows this is cool yeah it is cool man and it's cool like it's cool being able to have my family there and they like they get it. Like, they have a fun time. Like, yeah, they're not like, just there like, oh, this is weird. They're like, oh, this is cool as shit. Yeah, because it's like, I don't know. It's like what we like what I said earlier. It's like, you know, how often do you see fucking 100-foot LED panels? Right. Like, with you going on. <laughs> <laughs> dude, dude, it was fun having my dad on my stand-up set because, like, a lot of my materials are my dad. dad. Yeah. And, like, there was, like, a couple of, like, Bass Nectar fans who were, like, pretty upset some of the jokes I made. Good. And my, yeah, right. But my dad was like... I was there, and I was the button of the joke for majority of it, <laughs> and I thought it was phenomenal, dude. But it was just cool. He's front row in a chair, and I'm cracking. I'm saying these things about my dad, and I just you. see him. He's dying. He's laughing. He's laughing, and that that I, was cool. I don't know. That's really that's that's I don't know. That's fun. Yeah, it was fun. I want to have my dad see one of your comedy. So yeah, dude. Sure. I mean, your dad did comedy for a very very long yeah, he time. A comedy club. Yeah, he did. Let's get to another one, Jeremy. Hey there, guys. So I've got a really important question for Space Wizard. Um, just kind of wondering what you would do if someone just decided during one of your shows just decided to walk up to the DJs and the controllers and just 
whipped out his fucking dick and just smacked it right on the fucking DJs. Like, right on the, the controllers. What what would you do? And fuck you, Sabu. Have a good day. <laughs> Have it. a good day. Have a good day. Dude, like, uh, see, that's my favorite. Path dicks? Of, well, y- yes, but pa- my favorite path of conversation recently has been, like, these, like, just fucked up would-you-rathers. And, like, so I think any type of conversation, or, like, well, what would you do in this situation yeah, type yeah. thing? Like, I, I love that kind of shit. It's fun, that. man. But you know, for me, personally, uh, I, I don't know. Like, whenever I have, <laughs> I guess this is similar. There was this one time I was at, at Decadence, and, and I don't know. It was I went to Decadence, like, three years, so a lot of stories of my brave days are from there. So I was there in the crowd for, um, uh, I think it was Odessa. And I'm um, sitting there, it's on New Year's, having a good time. And this, like, naked dude, like, full butt-on fucking naked, no clothes. Is he erect? With, no, he okay. was just wandering through the crowd. He comes up to me, and he goes, hey, man, do you have any water? And I was <laughs> like... <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I do. And I was like... Yeah, that motherfucker is thirsty. I, I He's ha- naked. I had, I, had a, I had, like, a water bottle that had, like, half of it. Fucking $9 water bottle. I was just like, yeah. Just take it, man. Yeah, you need this shit more than me. <laughs> so honest to God, if somebody came to that, it's just like kind of be like, "You good, dude? You I? Right? You need anything?" And they'd probably ask for something, you know. I mean, shit. That I, ass, maybe, bro. I'd Fuck. do anything but touch it, man. <laughs> just he might just put it in his mouth. You won't touch it. <laughs> All right, dude. Fucking dude. It has to be a big dick if he's gonna slap it on the CDJs and stop the music too. Be impressive. It, it hit the vinyl mode. I don't. <laughs> I don't know how. <laughs> I don't know how mad I'd be. I'd be like. Impressed? Like, yo! You'd get on the mic and start talking. I would. I definitely would would bring it up. Like, you you have to bring that up. I would bring it up. This guy has his dick out. Security, stay. I want to get to the bottom of this. (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 no. That's. I think that's my new favorite method of like Mitch. I want to see one of these happen in like real life. Is just like, is you handle things a different way. Like the way you handle things is always different. So I want to see you handle that now i want to see this like fucking strategy of like no what do you what's the fuck do you want like what are you doing here like you know like i'm here i'm playing music for all these people you got anything to say yeah i want to see what they say all right you perform go you seen that video getter doing that to again no yeah it was in like uh san francisco really long time ago before covid Somebody's like, you fucking suck. And he goes, I right, you come up here and do it then. And, like, stands at his side. And he's like, no, 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 let this kid fucking do it. And he, like, starts playing music and, like, some, like, fucking rap song or something. He, like, found it on the He's like, no, he just spins. Like, get the fuck out of here. You nice. Know? Yeah, he's like, you're not actually here. You don't know what you're doing. Yeah, nice. That's a good way to handle it. It I is. Think that's perfect. Yeah, it is. Like, fuck him, bro. Right, like. Why pay tickets to a show if you're going to talk shit? And it's also, like, those people, like, if you're on stage, they work their ass off to get that opportunity. Mm-hmm. Don't fucking take it. Yep. Dead. Yeah. Howdy, y'all. My name is Four Eyes from Southern California. Uh, my question is, Four-Eyes. what is the best way to ask out a girl? I got a girl at a coffee shop that I got my eyes on and wanted to ask her out. What's the cutest way you could do it? Nice. Thanks. Dating love, advice, love bro. Dating advice. I have, taboo. Bro, I've been out of the dating scene for like four and a half years. Dating advice. Honestly, what you do is you whip out your dick and slap it on the CDJs. CDJs <laughs> and then they'll be like, this is the guy. Yeah. Um, no, I think uh, dude, coffee shop girls, man, they like playlists. They like mixes. Really? You're going to go You're gonna go mix right uh, bro, off the jump. Yeah, bro. I hit, him with, I hit him with the like, hey, I got music. You know? That's, that's literally how Kaylee and I met. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> It's gangster. It's gangster. Hit it. Usually a mixtape's when you're in love, bro, but nah, you're hitting it bro, right off the bat. I've always, well, see, I've always liked the cheesy mixes. I made mixes of, like, not dubstep beforehand. 
You know, not. I mean, I even make cassette tapes, bro. I made a cassette. Wow, tape. damn, that's. I, a, I wore flannels. You're a romantic. I, I wore. Flannels. I wore flannels. <laughs> These are real I secrets. Drink coffee, man. So whenever I was a single man, I sh- you got to shoot your shot. Yeah, you can't. I mean, like, it's not gonna. Uh, it's not gonna happen uh, where they come to you. I mean, it might, it, but very rarely. Very rarely, you got to shoot a, your shot, man. As, as a male, what I would do if I was out and I saw a girl that I was attracted to or whatever. I would go up and just tell her, hey, I think you're gorgeous or something like that. I think you're really hey, pretty. You bad. No, not like that. <laughs> hey, what up, bitch? Hey, Damn. what up? Shit with that ass or what? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I want to I see you. Hey, what's up, girl? I got a nice face. You should sit on it sometimes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Nah, man. I, uh, you know, I just walk up and just be like, you know, don't be like a creep. Because like sometimes I can throw off a girl. But if you're like, hey, I think you're really pretty yeah. or something like that. Like if it's at a coffee shop, be like, hey, I come here every day. And I see you every day, and every day I want to talk to you, and I haven't been able to. But today I, I'm yeah. going like be honest, like I've wanted to come up and, and talk to you, but I haven't been able to. And um, I'd really like to sit down and 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 uh, get to know you, or maybe get your number and talk to you sometime, or maybe whenever you're off work, maybe we go. Ha- I'd love to take you to dinner sometime. Yeah, I know you don't know me. Don't take her to the coffee shop she works. Yeah, at. don't do that. I've seen that happen, don't and do- that doesn't work well. <laughs> oh, dude, I would take girls to dates that I places I work just because I got that discount because I was a cheap bastard. But Fair. Like, um, dude, I think you really tell her like, listen, like I've I've been wanting to come talk to you. I think you're really pretty yeah. and really cool. Just be straight up with it. Yeah, you know, be like, honest. Yeah, I mean, I think that. And then make a mixtape and tell her that you're in love with it. <laughs> and then tell her you're a DJ. And then <laughs> tell whenever, her you're, you're as a your step DJ. As you're, as you're DJing, whip your dick out and, and put, it, put on it on the, the CDJs. CDJs. <laughs> That's Dude. great. That's good advice. And, no, actually, the best way to tell to get any girl to fall in love with you is you go, I make dubstep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, if she fucking likes doing ketamine on the weekdays, you know what I'm saying? But like, um,. Yeah, man, I think you just got to shoot your shot, figure out what you're going to say, be honest, you know what I mean? Yeah. Be confident, too. Don't be a little bitch like, hey, um, you know, yeah, I've, yeah, yeah. listen, I think you're pretty. Yeah, I mean, I, like, and like, I don't know, I've always, I feel like girls respect confidence, but don't yeah. be, don't be forceful. It's like a, like, there's a fine line in between, like, being like, hey, you know. I find you pretty. I mean, like, hey, you're really hot. Do you want to have sex with me? <laughs> yeah, right, right. For sure. I think you go there with confidence. Like, listen, I come here all the time, and every time you're working, I'm always happy you're working here. Ooh, ooh. Yeah, I'm, ooh. I'm always glad to see your face because you have a really pretty one. You make my day better when I see you. Exactly. Well, that's a little too romantic. But, like, I'm always happy when it's you're here Fair. because I like, your, I like seeing your face, and I'd like to see your face sometime outside of work. <laughs> that's good. No, that was. I thought that was good. No, no, no. I'd like to creepy. see. I'd like would, to see your face. That's like some. General, <laughs> I would like yeah, to yeah, my refrigerator. I would, I would, I would like to like, wear your face outside <laughs> of work sometimes. No, nah, right, maybe not. I'd like to see your face outside of work. Maybe like you know, I'm always happy to see you. I'd like to see you sometime out out at uh, not here. I'd yeah, like to see you not, once. Not yet. You know, not in your barista. You know, yeah, barista, I would like barista, to see your barista. face on my wall. <laughs> Silence. Yeah, I know. I'll save the reaction. I'm, good. You know, I'm giggling. Bro. You got to shoot your shots with up. jokes and bad, with the women. I have, I have a bad sense of humor. I, I know you do. I was giggling. I thought it was, it was funny. Shoot your shot, brother. Tell her how you feel. Yeah. Don't. And if she turns you down, you know what? Make turn it, around. Yeah, yeah. Find be, a new girl. Be like, you know what? You couldn't handle this anyway. Yeah, bro. Give him middle finger. Walk out backwards, going like, you couldn't. You couldn't handle all this. You can't. Yeah, you don't. You wouldn't want all this. You can't handle the truth. You ever seen that movie? What movie? 
Um, oh shit, I can't remember. It's there in the courtroom and they're arguing. And it's got red from a. Uh, Think from a fucking uh, that '70s show, and he's the guy that goes, "You can't handle the truth." And yeah, Tom yeah, Cruise yeah, goes, yeah. <laughs> "It's like it's Tom Cruise." I just like I, I love Tom Cruise is such an interesting character of a human being. Yeah, it's a few good men. That's what that yeah, movie yeah, yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. Nice. He's got us. That's so nice having somebody who just man. I know. I think that was so on the dome. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think he had to look it up. No, I looked it up. Angle, okay, angle front. <laughs> it's the show's involved. Uh, gotten a lot better since the the Zoom days, huh? Yeah, I remember being on Zoom and it was. I had my shitty webcam and I was in. I was at my parents' house during COVID. What a time! The time. What a time! Right, let's get to another one. Is this the last one? We got two more. Two more. We had a lot, bro. Howdy there, fellas. It's your boy Quater coming from Idaho. What up, baby? I just had a question for Mister Space Wizard. I'm starting my new job today. I was just curious, what did you do for work before uh, you started blowing up and playing some big gigs? Also, have you ever uh, probed Mitch's ass? <laughs> All right. You guys have a good one. Peace you out. mentioned a lot of jobs. Is there any ones that you didn't mention? No, I, I, I pretty much got... Oh, I worked at... Um, no, yeah, I mentioned Walmart. Um, had a very brief job where I sold direct TV. Nice. I would what? St- yeah, so you would stand in, uh, like... The equivalent of like a like um, like a Costco or like whatever, and you would be in there and um, you would sit at this table. You had to wear a suit. You had to look very nice, and, you'd, and people would walk by and be like, "Have you heard about Directv? We are we're selling Directv. We have packages. Would you like to uh, hear? Are you interested in watching up to three hundred different channels and having um, up to twenty different sports channels available to you? And I like, guarantee you, they ain't doing that shit. No, nobody did that shit, bro. Like nobody was watching. That was right when like Netflix came out, and like I was like eighteen, um, and basically, yeah, it was like um, it was basically like an advanced pyramid scheme that I was like too naive to realize it was a pyramid scheme. But basically, you were. It was like pushing Mary Kate, bro. You were standing out there, like, se- like selling direct TV to people who don't give a. Did fuck it work? About. Did you sell any? I sold like three packages. Nice. And I did it for like a month, and like then I just never did it again. Yeah. It was bad. Yeah, it sounds awful. You want to probe me? Um, I have, actually, multiple times. You were very sick once, and you said, "Please, I need help." Yeah, put yeah. put it in me. And it was a thermometer, and it got <laughs> lost. I haven't found it to this day. Uh, a dab. <laughs> Let's get to another one. Last one here. What's up? This is Beaker from Shreveport. I've got a question and I've got a topic. I want to hear about Wakan. Um, Taboo, you you played both years. Um, pros and cons. Face Wizard, what about your first year? How was it? Oh, uh, the story? disrespect. Oh. The disrespect. He's played both I years. I played both years, but it, it was during it was with Spicy Boys, and I was nobody, so I don't blame. I don't blame. Still nobody. Always nobody. But I don't blame anybody for not knowing. We played late at night. At the same time as Easy Baked as well. And Easy Baked, still incredibly talented, popping up. But they were re- that was when they first put out their EP on Wakan, and they so a lot of people were at Easy Baked set. So I totally, I get that. Mm. Hurt, but no, I, I had fun <laughs> both years. I had a great time. Uh, Wakan is such like a, a homie fest that everybody. Um, Everybody there is cool. Everybody there is fun. Nobody's like rude or like demanding or they think they deserve anything. Like sometimes when you play these bigger festivals, like these bigger DJs, like not anybody within our little realm, but the big, big, big ones, I mean, they make it pretty, it gets pretty demanding for it. Like they ask a lot of those festivals, so you don't really get much. But with Wakan, everybody's very like, you know. Let's just hang out and have fun so everybody gets what they need, and it's, like, very nice. And 
I don't know. I've always really, really loved Wakan as a festival. It's like I look forward. Like when I heard I was gonna play Wakan the second time, I like it was one of the only times I've like been like yes, like fuck yes, 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 yes. We're doing Wakan again. Like because like I don't know. I don't really get that opportunity, or I I hadn't had that opportunity all year to like really get like weird and deep and play like stuff that I don't, like older stuff that I don't get to play because like. Like you said, I was playing with like Subtronics and like the more heavier crowds, which there's nothing wrong with that. I love it just as much, but it's really cool to like revisit like old stuff I made and play. Also, playing on uh, Seamus's Henny Rig is fucking yeah, it's fucking, fucking great, dude. I'll tell you what, man. Fuck one thing I love about the Wakan crowd is uh is the fucking uh it feels like an older crowd. It does. Yeah, it's, I mean they're definitely because like it's not as I don't know. Wakan, I found Liquid Stranger, which Liquid Stranger was one of the first people I ever found in dubstep. Yeah. Dude, yeah, I, I loved how, like, it, like, yeah, it, it's like the people who have graduated from, like, the the banger shit. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's, I mean, like, I, I still, my shows that I went to whenever I was just going to shows was, like, Sudden Death and Borgor and, like, you know, like, like that kind of stuff. And then, like, I, I don't know, I graduated to the, I feel like there's a path that you take. Mm-hmm. Remember the first T. Jones set I saw. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> now I uh, that's that was my favorite part. It just felt like a older crowd and like everyone was there. Just uh, it felt like a lot of big friend groups meeting up. Yeah, definitely. It was like a lot of people who just wanted to hang out and enjoy good music. I was like watching sets. Mm-hmm. I don't usually. I do. Like, I'll definitely go see sets, but, like, I was, like, in the fucking crowd, like, sitting on a couch, hanging out. At the very back, mind you, not near the rail, uh, but I was sitting on a couch just hanging out watching sets. Like, I watched, like, all, like, the whole, like, all of Sunday I was sitting in the crowd watch, like, from when you played to to the evening. I mean, yeah. It was cool. It was fucking awesome. Or Saturday, not Sunday. Definitely haven't had, that was, like, I think that was my favorite festival I've ever attended. Yeah. I think that, um... It, it, it's like a tie for me between a few. Um, I really love Lost Lands. Lost Lands is like the same thing, but with rhythm. <laughs> so it's like it's like the same vibes, but just it's like everybody who makes like that style of music. So like, I don't know, hanging out with all... Like I see people at Lost Lands that I don't see for like the entire year. Or like they're from like a different country. Like Seven Ends from Australia. And you know, like I, I know who he is and he came and it was nice to like meet him. I don't know, it's just cool to like meet... Because like you meet a lot of people at Lost Lands too. Same with Wakan, and mm-hmm. like you, you, it's just such those kind of festivals. They're more curated for like the not necessarily like how big can we make it, how cool can it's more just like how can we like get the best group of artists together to give the best show. And I don't know, they don't. It's never really. Any, I've never had problems with these things. I've had a great time. Yeah, I haven't time. either. It's all been yeah, pop, it's all, all been pros, been no cool. cons. Yeah, exactly. Well, cool. Now we're at the end of this, buddy. Oh man. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's I, been a great time talking to you. <laughs> As you don't not like, I, not like I do that every day or anything. Right. No, it is cool, man. I'm glad we're able to do yeah, this. It was, you know, it was, it was fun. fun. You know, uh, no, we said whenever you announced your tour, we would do it again. Yeah. And I'm very grateful for you to, to have me back on. Yeah, man. Uh, what you got coming up? What you want the people to know? Well, um, I have a song release at the end of the month on uh, Morflow Records. Shout out them. And then it is timed for my EP. And I don't have a concrete date on that, but I have all everything ready. So once once that song is out, I'll be able to put out an EP. And then I'm on tour. We have uh, seven dates left. You can get tickets at space-wizard.com. And uh, I'll be very grateful if you do that. And I can't wait to see all of your smiling, beautiful faces at my stops. 
Hell yeah. And uh, yeah, and then uh, me and Mitch have a song that uh, goes, okay. <laughs> it's fun, man. <laughs> it's a it's good fun. one. It's a fun song for sure. But yeah, man, thank you. For, uh, yeah, it's, been, it's, it's been fun watching you grow. And uh, I love living with you. This, yeah, I feel like great. this living situation has been awesome. I'm having a great time. I haven't had roommates in a while, and it's been actually a lot of fun. Yeah, it's yeah. good. Yeah. I, I enjoy living with you. Yeah, but I appreciate you, buddy. Jeremy, yeah. I appreciate you. Thank you, Jeremy, yeah, for everything you, you do. Y'all. It's good talking to you yes, again, sir. buddy. Yeah. And I, uh, I appreciate everybody listening to this week's yeah. episode of Talks thank with you. Taboo. I will see you all next week. Peace. Peace. Bye.